Hey guys, welcome to the Oblivion Show. Boom. I'm Jimmy T, and I'm Mr. Dolphin. Is... Hello, hey, what's going down, man? You okay? Yeah, rocking. I got uh, tested positive for COVID again this morning. Oh, amazing! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, I'm feeling absolutely fine. But uh, Lizette got it a few days ago, so um, and I've been looking after her, so I figured I would. It's my second time, double vaxxed, but no symptoms at all. Feel absolutely fine, but tested positive. So, what are you gonna do? Quarantine for five days. Good. Yeah, good. But you know, working from home, so <laughs> there's no a, escape. Been, is there? Other than that, it's been a pretty good month, right? Everything's yeah. starting to open back up. We played a gig together. Oh, half a gig. Well, half a gig before the popo came and shut us down. Yep. yep, DJ half a gig. Went to the UK. That was nice. Last few oh, days. Oh yeah. I was supposed to go to the UK a couple of days ago, and yeah, that cancelled. Oh shit. That you know. Um and do. yeah, starting bookings are starting to come in. Yeah, like, man. Getting busy. Quite a few. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Fucking yeah. What do you got finally, coming up? We're coming to the end. What do you got coming up? Um, a few stuff coming for Germany. Uh, some oblivion dates that are lock- getting locked in. Some tours nice. as well as um, stuff in Manchester. Um, I can't even remember off the top of my head now. All I know is that it started happening again. I started getting that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, 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 am I available? I, I am available. Yes, I yeah. like that kind of shit. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All good, man. All good. Um, nice. I see we've got quite a few people in the chat already. Nice one. Uh, don't forget to share the stream, guys. Really appreciate it. And hit that like button because uh, you know what happens at 100 likes. We get drunk on shots. So awesome. Um, before we start, I want to I wanna do a little bit of um, propaganda. So first of all, as ever, the Oblivion Show is sponsored by Alcor Beer. Head over to hardcorebeer.nl and if you use Oblivion Show at checkout, you'll get yourself a discount. Awesome. Oh, there he is. And I've actually got one. I've got one here as well. Yeah. I've actually oh, you got, got a prospect one. Yeah, I've actually got the new one here. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I I can't really say much more about it, but it's a triple. So Oh, 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 see what you did there. <laughs> oh, um, nice. And uh, just a, another quick thing I want to talk about before we bring in the lovely Christina uh, regarding uh, membership to uh, the Oblivion community. Um, very thankful to all the people that have joined the membership scheme at the moment. Uh, we're currently working on some awesome new features and things to bring to you off the back of that. Um, if you want to join as a member, you can actually uh, click on the link that's in the video description and it will take you to a page. There's a couple of plans there at the moment. Uh, there's like a 199 that gives you access to all of the custom emojis in the chat. You get like a little membership badge. You get discount on the Oblivion website. Um, you get uh first access to merchandise and things like that, um, as well as all of the amazing emojis that we've got in the chat, which I'm going to spam all of now. So we've got slowly but surely building that. We'll give, I'll show you actually what that looks like in a bit. Um, but the Discord server is now built, and we're going to be inviting... Love a bit yeah, of Discord. Yes, we're going to be inviting all of the subscribed members to the Discord server tomorrow to do the final stages of the testing and get your feedback. 
essentially what Discord is, if you don't know, it's like a, a voice and text platform, a bit like IRC combined with Zoom or Skype, where we're going to try and build a community of people uh, to encourage growth, development, um, mentoring, all of that kind of stuff. And we're creating lots of different uh, areas in there, all become a little bit more clear with time. But if you want to be a member, that would be really great. And it really helps us and supports us build this network uh, and bring you some more shows and more content. So for the price of a beer, you know, you can get access to some cool stuff yeah. and know that you're supporting us. Also, if you go for the tier two, which is $2.99 a month, you get all of the Oblivion Underground releases digital for free every time they come out. So if you're a fan of Oblivion already, it makes sense to to do that, I guess. I see that uh, Divided has just become a tier one member. So thank you very much. Respect. Yeah. All right. Enough of our bullshit because we've got the lovely Christina to bring in here. So let's bring, bring her, her on. In. Yep. Uh, Christina, somebody out one. What's up? Are you okay, mate? I'm going wild. How's things? Yeah. It's good. Things are good. I've been sleeping a lot. <laughs> awesome as customary in this house um i went to london on friday and actually made it against all oh, odds nice wow. yeah i saw I heard... that you played with perk right yeah it was a perk yeah. tracks night at full wow it awesome. was a really yeah it was a really cool party actually and it's kind of a miracle that i made it because approximately 95 percent of flights from amsterdam were cancelled Wow, and I think you wow. fell victim of that too, Greg. Uh, no, not this weekend. No? I mean, no, no. I was supposed to be getting a Eurostar, but yeah, COVID happened and stuff. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of my friends. Where, where was the was party, canceled. by the way? It was, it was at this London. club called Fold. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's a I nice venue. Tree. It's a very warehousey underground. Very big. They have a lot of space. Yeah. And uh, some nice studio spaces as well. Nice, cool. nice. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of the UK people struggle to get there. I know some of my friends, Brendan Tash. I see you in the in the chat, Tash. They couldn't even get there on the train because the trains were cancelled in the wow. UK because of the storm. Oh yeah, they that was up, they was all the storm giving, stuff, wasn't it? Of course, yeah. They, get, they ended up giving their tickets away to somebody for free because they could, just couldn't make it. So um, yeah, I. Did, did the set get recorded, Christina? Because my friend's been asking me to ask you, so I'm going to ask you. Up no, I, I don't think so. No. Ah, okay. No. Right. Well, that's that one, Brendan. Sorry, buddy. I tried. Uh, <laughs> let's say hello to some <laughs> the, some of the people in the chat. Skeeter's uh, in the house. Get going. Easy Skeets. Clarson's in there. Uh, Dino. Gordon, uh, Cam. Floris. Kimchi. Uh, Bonesy. I eat kimchi, kimchi every day. Buffalo. Just saying. Um, survival. Uh, Easy, Alex. Uh, Butterfists in the chat. I've got to, I'm going to play your track in a bit, bro. Corbin Dallas, which is such Easy. a cool name. Was Corbin Dallas? <laughs> was Corbin Dallas the guy in uh, Alien? Was he? Cap was that Captain Dallas? Oh, that's a Corbin question Dallas? for Cam. She's in the chat. She'll tell you that I straight away. Uh, hey, Misha. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Andrea, Sai, uh, Jay Trusted, Starving Insect, Easy Bro. Sorry about my delay today. Apologies for that. Uh, balls hardcore balls. I'm sure that's not meant to be balls hardcore. I always say it wrong. Um, Stan van der Bruggen. Oh, yeah, I was Bruce Willis in Fifth Element. Sorry, yeah, nearly. Uh, Floris Dwayne Davis. Hey, Dwayne, man, you okay? 
Hope your research is going well. I saw you interviewed Kin today. I hope it went well. Uh, da, da, da. All right. Random DJ is in there as well. Uh, Corbin Dallas. Hello, Adam Sanchez. All right. So cool. we've got a nice full house. We've got an amazing guest. Greg's here too. Oh, and yeah. And I've got, I've got camera upgrade. <laughs> I can do some cool stuff now. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, camera upgrade's in the house. Let's try not to do that too much. Yeah, that's it can get a little bit addictive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, oh, loads of upgrades, actually. Look, I'm checking my headphones. I've got these new... Oh, yeah. Con- Tell us about con- your headphones, Greg. I know you're happy with them. Go on, give, so, give us the pitch. Well, yeah, no. I mean, they're, they're, all, they're all right. They're not great, but they're these bone-conducting headphones, so they don't go in your ear. They just touch, yeah. they touch pressing against the bone on the side of your head. And the music, sound, everything, the bass isn't as bassy as, obviously over-ear headphones um mm-hmm. but it's pretty cool especially if you're if you're cycling and stuff because you can you can hear the whole world yeah um you've got nothing in your ears so obviously you don't have problems with you know uh, in-ear sort of stuff um and yeah you, you get ambient stuff and you, if you turn them up enough you can't hear anything else which is kind of trippy one thing that i find distracting about wearing these headphones is i, I don't like having a conversation with two in-ear headphones and i have to take one yeah. out because you feel yeah. like you're it's going to shout or you, you know, you've yeah, yeah. And this, this, it. yeah, you kind of um, compensate perfectly with this because you can, you still balance the ambient noise in the room and stuff. So that's kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm wondering, yeah. are they, are they less damaging to your hearing? I believe so. And I mean, it, it says on the box that you can still fuck your ears if you listen to them at very high volume all yeah. the time because you can, you can almost feel it vibrating your, or it's almost like it's in your ear, but it's not. It's a weird sensation, but it's kind of cool. Wow. It's really good for voice stuff, podcasts, and like I say, if you're cycling, running, all that sort of stuff. It's really, really good if you're doing outdoor stuff. Would recommend. Nice. The future Shout- is now. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Dave Ignian Systems dropped in the chat. Hey, bro. What up, Davey? Uh, John Pert's there Hi. as well. Rebecca Ross, easy now. Okay, so let's have a quick brief what we're going to do with the show. So we've got our pleasantries out the way. First up, we're going to do New Blood, which is a section where we review music from artists that have submit, would like feedback, like to... That's really going to get old really quick. <laughs> Greg. Um, then we're going to have a feature on Christina, where we'll talk about her, play some of her music, talk about her past, her future, etc., etc. Um then we've got What's Hot, where we play cool stuff from the scene. And then at the end, we've got a Q&A session. Um, and then we've got something different at the end. So if you've got questions, try and keep them till the end. If not, drop them in the chat and we'll try and grab them. Uh, thanks for the sub, Agatha. Uh, hock, oh, hock, okay, whatever. Um, without further ado, let's go into New Blood. First up on New Blood today, we have got Dead in Bloom with Untitled Work in Progress. Let's go.
They can multiply $100 into $5,000 in less than four hours doing drugs, selling drugs, and they're very proud about it. I know kids that are 18 years old. I know kids that are 15, 16 years old. They can multiply $100 into $5,000 in less than four hours doing drugs, 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 drugs. Dead in Bloom, otherwise known as uh, Chef Boswell. It's uh, Charlotte from Plymouth, UK, but living in Bristol. Uh, her inspirations are Pill Driver, Nazem Bluton, uh, Tripped, KRTM, Somniac One, coincidentally, and Stefan ZMK. Currently, no releases with my new alias, which I've been working towards for a while now. I'm working with external hardware, synth, and modular, which is my new mission, hence the new alias. It will be Doom, Techno, Industrial, Ocal-based, Emotional, and Storytelling. I have an EP in the works I want to send out to some European labels, which will hopefully start a big journey for me. The track that I've sent is a quick master and is a work in progress, but I needed to get it in to make myself known to Somniac as I'm a big fan. Cheers. Aww. Aww. So, Christina, it only makes sense that you give some feedback here. Yeah, I can start. Um, yeah. I wrote down that DJs love a 32-bar structure. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because you cut the track, but um, I think it wasn't structured exactly on that plane, and it always really helps to get your tracks played out if they are structured in a way that is convenient for DJs to play. The other yeah. thing I noticed is that you have changing kicks throughout the track. My suggestion would be to pick one that is the best and just use <laughs> that one. Just compare all of them, see which one has the tightest bass, the best punch, and use that. Um, one tip I also have for you is layering layering your percussion if you want to get your sounds really nice and thick do some layering for instance mm -hmm. i always if i have a snare or something like that i try to add a little attack on top of that to have that sound really punched through and really with all percussion it's, it's super useful to try to do that um another thing so i looked at the spectrum analyzer of the track and i noticed that everything sort of is cut off after 11,000 hertz. And I was wondering why that is the case. I noticed more techno producers do that. 
Um, and I don't really think that's a good practice because you have a lot of air in the frequencies above. So mm -hmm. you have to, I, I think you have to keep that and exploit that part. Sometimes I actually even boost um, 16K, for instance, because that's a really nice part. And you can get all the air from the reverb and stuff in yeah. there, can't you, as well? You know, especially like snares and whatever, you can get that air in the top of them. And if you've got the space for it, like you do in techno, you, yeah. everything feels bigger, doesn't it? It feels wider. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is one mistake that techno producers make very often. And I think they shouldn't do that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I totally agree. And there was the first thing I thought as well, the kicks are flapping around all over the place. Yeah. Because, yeah, this sounds like they're very analog and the whatever there's either hardware compression or whatever's going on on them but they're just there's no consistency and you can hear the bass kind of flapping around it sounds different on each kick so yeah exactly like you said and you know it's one of frank's favorite pieces of advice as well isn't it just yeah. find a kick that's really good and just use that you know uh, maybe you just want to live all in analog but you know if you're doing this stuff you may as well do it you know if you're going to do it properly find one really good kick. The kick didn't have enough um, attack on it for me either. It didn't have a, a sharp enough transient. And you don't have to go crazy because they're kind of old school analogy type kicks, but you do want some some uh, sharpness, some punch in there, some definition. And like you said, a lot of, you know, a lot of that comes down to um, layering, finding sounds with really nice transients that can add that little bit of punch onto it that you need. But but some great atmosphere. I love the kind of vibe of the track. The sample was fantastic. Yeah. Really, really good. Really well used. Um, I think it's got a lot of a uh, lot of potential. And yeah, it's just it's just you know like we hear with a lot of these producers, keep at it because that's that's some great stuff, and it's only going to get better. Yeah. The uh, the vocals in the middle. Um, I'm not sure if that 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 was what she was going for, but the edits were a little bit loose. Like the the samples, it. It sounded like it was cut. But you liked it a bit loose, Joe. I do. I do like it a bit loose. It's true. But maybe if you're going for that, great. If you're not, maybe just focus a little bit on that and maybe a little bit of something on the vocal as well so it didn't seem so flat. Um, but good progress, Charlotte, especially since this is your new project. Um, impressive. Yeah. Nice Great job. stuff. Oh, she's in the chat. She said uh, she recorded it on her Korg, working on her levels and EQing. Um, it's the next big step, basically, and I've noted everything down and appreciate the feedback. So I appreciate the tune, Charlotte. Thank you very much. Thank you. Big up, Charlotte, and big up for your movement in Bristol as well, man. Respect. All right. Uh, Hellfish has joined the chat. He's got some tones Sound, in the house. Sounds like high-powered magnets rubbed carefully all over your hard drive. Oh, rubbed all over your hard drive should fix it. Nice. Great advice, as ever, yeah. Cobby. Hey, Antones, easy now. Uh, right. Next up, we have got Garçon Violent Overdrive. Bonjour, Garçon. Bonjour.
about uh, garçon violence. Uh, I think that means violent boy, right? Uh, well, violent boys, yeah. So it's um, we are a Dutch-based techno duo from Amsterdam, both 21 years old and hope to make it in the techno scene someday. Uh, also, the Intercell Hardcore Closing from Somniac One was one of the best sets we've attended to. It was absolutely crazy. Violence is never the answer, except when it comes to techno, hence our name, the harder the better, <laughs> as we like to say it. That was nice, man. I like some of the like the bleepy big room techno elements that were panning across. I mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I can uh, start. I really, I really like the kick and the the rolling groove in it. It's really cool, and I like the leads that you use. One thing regarding the kick, though, I would always advise you to resample it because I hear there's a really big compressor hit on the very first mm -hmm. kick, so it sounds much louder than everything else. Your kick is a little weak. It could be a bit stronger. But if you resample the whole thing and you took your very first kick that gets hit on the, by the compressor so hard, you could probably use that as your main kick. And that would maybe be quite powerful. If that's not sufficient, you can also try layering a little bit, add something to your attack. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same same thing again. I think we, we, we find this a lot, especially with people yeah. that use analog kit a bit more. Is and you know that that first big kick into the compressor is always chunky, and then you lose that power straight afterwards. And yeah, it's just resample, isn't it? Just this resample. Yep. Take that first kick, and then just use it for all the rest of the kicks. And then yeah. you know you you can layer stuff. You can add a bit more in the mids if you want to make you know make it move and stuff. So yeah. yeah. You got any at other the, thoughts? Yeah. At the at the start and the first part of the track, I heard a little bit of mush. So I would maybe guess that maybe you didn't cut out the uh, low end from some of your synths or some of your percussion, so it interferes with the kick a little bit. That's mm -hmm. another thing. So you uh, get all your things into audio and you know cut the bass out of the things that overlap with the kick, and this way you will have the clarity and you will have the effect of the kick still in place. Yep. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, you don't have to, and if if you're really good with analog gear, and you know you. Could, you can let some of that stuff breathe, but you know, if you can, like you say, throw it into audio, clean it up, make the most of that sound, get the consistency from the, you know, from chopping up the good kicks and stuff like that, um, and using using digital effects and stuff. You don't have to keep it in audio and in, in yeah. analog unless you, you know, you particularly want to and you're trying to make a point. But you know, for release and stuff and for dance floor ready stuff, you why not make the most of both worlds, right? Yeah, I think a lot of analog producers actually do, do have this approach. They record everything and then mix it down in, yeah. in Ableton, for instance. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But that that, that synth was really nice, though. For the mix down. I really yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Really the, cool. Like, I couldn't tell if it was a polyrhythm at first. I was like going, is yeah. it? Is, yeah. Is it kind of going around on the 8s or the 16s or something? I wasn't quite sure. Um, but it was really nice. really liked it. It had a nice vibe. It could have done with a lot more sparkle again. To you know, to really bring out the kind of mids and the tops, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a nice groove. I really, really liked it. Uh, Christina, when you sit forward when you're talking, we lose you on the microphone a little bit. Oh, I'm just, so sorry. Just so, just so you know, be more casual, you give it, Christina. Yeah. You're giving amazing advice, and we just kind of just drift a little bit <laughs> okay. out. So 
I'll just sit relax. back. Just sit back and relax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the feedback from the chat is good. Uh, people saying that they like it when the, the percussion came in and the, the blippy bloppy uh, kind of noises. Uh, people saying that they got a bit of a def effect, depth effect vibe in parts. Um, liking the percussion and the synths. Um, da, da, da. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was pretty solid. Yep. Good work, guys. Good work. Young guys as well, so a lot of potential there. Yep. Keep it up. Awesome. Next up, we have got Coded Mechanical Failure 2. Coded 
started in the world of electronic music in 2014, listening to drum and bass. At the end of the year, he began to make his own songs focused on this industrial genre. At early 2020, he focused his attention on the production of industrial techno, a genre that caught his eye for dirt and antisocial sounds. That reminded me a bit of like old acidy kind of stuff on some of the switch ups. And there was like a, a schwanzy bit, and then there was mm-hmm. like an acidy bit. I like those elements. It just felt a bit overdriven mm. in parts, right? It was nice. It had a kind of good, good vibe and stuff. It, it felt like it was lacking anything warmth, <laughs> warmth, and yeah, a story. Yeah. And so for me, it just felt like an intro. Like that was that was kind of they was building up. It was kind of getting somewhere, and then for me, it never really it never really took off. The production was nice and had a nice kind of shranzy groove and kind of metallic-y sounded. But and I know there are a lot of people that like that kind of just you know fairly uh, I don't want to say monotone, but you know kind of like a flat kind of structure. But for me, yeah, it's kind of lacking a, a bit of story and stuff. I don't know. What did you think, Christina? Yeah, it has a bit maybe more of this techno type of an approach to the structure and the layout. But I, the first thing that I wrote down was that distorted music doesn't need to be cold. So mm. I would suggest thinking of ways to bring a little bit more life into it. Maybe try an atmosphere. I know this is a trick I would probably use. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is something for you, but may, maybe trying an atmosphere could work. Um, I also think your synth, you could you could try to make it a little bit more thick with layering. What I usually do with synths is I render what I have and then pitch it down by 12 semis and pitch it mm-hmm. up by 12 semis and then smash it all on top so it, you get a little bit more body this way. And also sometimes I try a chord. For instance, I pitch one bit by three semis the other one by seven semis or five and seven and 12 and this way you can introduce this body to it um there was one little hi-hat i really liked i know we received cut up <laughs> just, just, just <laughs> one hi-hat. well this is thinking did, about did you life. give it a name did, you, did it have there, a name there's this distorted <laughs> hi-hat that comes in at 125 i know we got cut up versions shortened versions of this tracks mm-hmm. but you need to turn it up turn it up and have that distorted hi-hat go go there <laughs> tell the story so let's, let's have a listen to that can we that find hi-hat. the hi-hat I'm gonna find it right it's, now. It's, it's quite little now but i think it has potential <laughs> let's let's give it a quick blast 125 yeah here it comes oh yeah this one yeah yeah <laughs> All right, yeah. all right, all right, all yeah. right. Turn it up. Yeah, that Turn it up. Could, could go on to do great things. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. But yeah, I actually I loved your advice about the that's that's um, really nice advice about the kind of like pitching up and stuff up and down. I do it a lot with strings and uh, granular stuff, especially when you do things like that with granular stuff, and you take the same sample and you pitch it up twelve and down twelve, and then layer it on top of each other you get so much more movement and kind of, you know, it adds a whole other dimension when you, especially when you're doing things like pads and atmospheres that have got a lot of movement and modulation in them anyway. When you do that and layer 12 up and 12 down, you get some really, really nice sounds and like huge thickness yeah. as well, like you said. Really, really nice, good, nice trick. Yeah, I especially use that thing for, uh, for synths like that, synth lines like that or stabs. So it, it makes mm-hmm. it hit really hard and, it, it 
yeah, it's clear in the mix this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good yeah. tip. Shout to 14 Anger in the chat. Industrializer. Hey, nice. is offering to pay five pound for the hi hat. <laughs> <laughs> we should see if we can auction it off and make uh, COVID some money. Um, uh, Chef Boswan uh, saying even Schwanz has a build up and drops. It was lacking some story, like Dolphin said. Um, nice melody, uh, a, a melody missing. Um, sounded nice, but it sounded like what we heard was first and last minute and half of a full track and missed out on the actual meat. That's a fair comment, Jay. Uh, somebody in the chat's just saying, Somniac, Somniac, Somniac. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good <feedback>. Fans. <laughs> I wish I had fans like that. You have, they just don't come in the chat. <laughs> we'll be later. You're on this show too often. <laughs> you can make your presence Next. more exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have got Mikos with... Oh, we, we've had me cause my cause on a few times, haven't we? We have, mate, yeah. Let's go. These are Orokai. That was Mikaz with Uraki. 
Urakai, sorry. Somebody called out the samples straight away. Starcraft. <laughs> Me. <laughs> those, samples, those samples have got to go. They were not good. So I didn't <laughs> didn't know the samples, but it sounded like Legolas doing his thing, being all kind of like pretty LV kind of like, oh no, they're coming. And then and then it, the the other thing sounded like Cookie Monster. Sounded like Sugar <laughs> Rush Cookie Monster. Uh, <laughs> I was like Legolas oh, versus Cookie Monster. The track was really good, but you know, yeah, liked the it. samples. And I don't know what was going on with that kind of singy stuff at the end but no just no no get rid, get rid of all of that and then the other the only other bit of feedback i've got is that the, the production was kind of really good really good vibes but it was almost too too a too adhd it never really settled properly into a kind of groove where you were just kind of and it was really nice having all this continual switch ups and you know things bounce around all over the place. You can but it get it. To... He normally plays. He normally makes faster stuff, and you can get away with that when you make when it's yeah, faster. Yeah, it needed to sit, trying something sit new. into a groove a bit more. It needs to but groove. Yeah, there was yeah. Some, there was some great stuff in there, but they definitely weren't those vocals. So, Christina. Yeah, my main my main uh, remark would be the one regarding the groove. There's a lot of edits, and they're really cool. But maybe there's a bit too many of them and you never really get into that dancing yeah. groove. Yeah. So maybe try to dance around in your studio while you're making the track and see where you stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or invite a crowd into your studio. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, Mikos. He's from uh, Belgium, if I remember rightly. Uh, I think he's on the Belgian-Dutch border. He didn't write anything in the comments but uh yeah Mikis is he's just been getting some pretty good notoriety and we're doing some good releases got a release with chaos engine that's just come out on carnage nice, nice. Um, some of the bits in the works shout to the carnage crew um yeah pretty active um but just trying his hand at something a bit slower so uh yeah he's def definitely got start, a man. good vibe I, you know I, I thought the production definitely. was really good and yeah. yeah I was definitely into it it just needed to to sit a bit more. It just needed to settle and just not be so um, yeah all over the place. For slower stuff, I usually do edits every maybe every eight bars. Maybe that would be a good mm -hmm. rule to follow for yeah. every four bars maximum. But you have like two two bars of kicks two bars of edits two bars of kicks two bars of edits right yeah it's a bit, yeah. It's a bit much yeah. yes i think yeah i think he's been sat in the studio with seba chaos engine so long he's got addicted to making oh, edits God, don't do anyone yeah yeah a lot of those switch ups you could just use as, as turnarounds and transitions you know every eight bars mm. and just, if you can get into a nice groove with the track yeah, and then all those kind of cool switch ups and stuff, just having twisting around at the end of every eight, eight, sixteen bars or something, you'd have a real nice groove going on there. Well, apparently, it's not Starcraft; it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> hey, I was right with Legolas then. The you were nailed. I don't it, know mate. if it was Legolas, but it sounded like one of those annoying elves that you just want to slap. <laughs> Hellfish says, "Go on, Greg, lay down the law." <laughs> <laughs> well, big up, Mickey's nice one. Keep going, yeah. bro. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, getting better really every getting time. There, man. Every yeah, man, time, sure. man. Fair play. Right. Next up, we've got Artheist with Illusions.
Uh, hi, my name is Lucas from Austria. Uh, I'm 24 years old and I've been producing industrial hardcore and drum and bass for a few years now. I've already released several tracks and EPs under my stage name, Artheist. I'm definitely inspired by producers like KRTM, but basically listen to anything I like. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of my, my favorite bands is Ramstein and my favorite composer is Hans Zimmer so diverse and I couldn't name one that I like or that inspires me the most. Thanks in advance for listening and for the feedback. I am very pleased. Yes, check out my latest EP called Path of Destruction. Uh, so this is Artiest here. Uh, Greg, to you first for this. Maybe it's Artiest. Ar Ar Maybe it's Art Heist. Oh my God, Ar it spells Art Heist. He's actually stealing art. There wow. you go. To there do you go. Entendre. Yeah, there you go. Um, so the second drop lacked, lacked a kick. Um, there was some really nice grooves in there. Some like the bass felt really nicely controlled in the kicks from what I was listening to. Um, yeah, some really nice on point stuff. The oh, only oh, thing that I th well I thought what would have added to it was some ghost snares. There was parts where it was just a bit too crossbreeding. It was just like a boom click, boom click, boom click. Mm -hmm. Some really nice snares, but it needed some sh like. 
some shuffle. There was a lot of kind of um, ridey, washy percussion going on, but it felt like it needed some like ghost snares to give it some more drive, more ride. Um, but yeah, there's some really good elements to it. Solidly produced, sound, sounded really nice. Um, we didn't hear a lot of the second drop, but it sounded like it needed a lot more yeah, power in it. It did, that. and that, I didn't it like that screech either. It felt a bit flat either. after the sample, it, it yeah. Flat and the, the screech, and then the the snare was stealing away from the kick as well. It was it was all yeah, a bit yeah, off. yeah. It, it, but there's some really nice elements in there. Just felt like it needed a little bit more movement and drive to kind of keep it going. And we talked about this mm -hmm. with Frank last week. Things like a kind of uh, like an Amon, you know, um, layered in and stuff like that, just to give the the kind of very rigid crossbreed kick snare thing a bit more groove. But, um, yeah. but yeah, really good. Christina, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not I'm not a specialist in the genre. I don't really work with breakbeats a lot, but I like the uh, I like the sound design and the kicks, the little bass lines. They're really pleasant to me. Maybe at times it got a little bit too busy in the mm. mix. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you you do want the the kick to punch through. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that's that's it for me. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, is it atheist or is it art heist? Yeah. Does he does he steal paintings, or is he a is he a non believer of God with an extra R? What is it? <laughs> or maybe both. I'm going that's with on a postcard. He does. He does. Cobby both. will know. Yeah, Cobby knows everything, right? Yeah. He's getting he's getting bombarded <laughs> with questions about DC 100 in the chat, though. Nice. <laughs> oh, Kin's, okay, in, Kin's, in, Kin's in the chat as well. Hey, you okay, Kin, mate. You okay, buddy? What's up? Nice to see you last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Bruce, yeah. who took over and the deck. Bruce, yeah. 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 It's a special move, isn't it? It turns yeah. up. Oh, Get out yeah. the way, Richard. I'm playing, mate. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce was uh, fawning over my sneakers as well. He was like, oh, look at your sneakers, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking Amazing. of sneakers, check it. Check out this week's. Oh, look at these bad boys. Woo! Which way? Wow! So well, tell us about wow. the sneakers, Greg. Three D, three D printed heels. These these things come off, and you can attach your own three D printed things to the to the backs. It's the future. Anyway, are they paying you for that? <laughs> no, they, I wish Those they were. I wish I got free sneakers. Yeah. They should be shilling this shit. Yeah. Oh, Dan Dormouse <laughs> is in the chat. Everybody, get your Dormouse emojis What's up, out. Dan? Hey, Dan. Welcome hey, back Dan. to our channel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people in the chat loving, loving, yeah. <laughs> loving the track. Uh, lots of lots of fans of artists uh, or art heist. Um, best one so far. People saying, "God damn!" People loving the snare. People loving the vocal sample. Oh, people loving my sneakers. Yeah, look at everyone dropping those Dormouse emojis. Get in there. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> right. Next up, we've got Adplex with, I guess this is, I don't know. Let's go. Ooh.
Austria, Vienna, and I'm 26 years old. You probably know me from the show with Trips. You listened to a track of mine back then. I think it was a different name. It was Extinct then. As you can hear, my some, my style is something between hardcore, industrial, up-tempo, and Frenchcore. Haha. <laughs> I really love to play with a lot of melodies and harmonic elements. Arrangement is everything for me. I thought the intro was amazing, but that kick was Man. way too loud. I had to turn yeah. it down. It was levels, levels all over the place. You know, you, yeah, yeah. You, if you, if your kick's going to be that loud, everything else has got to kind of, you know, be around the same level. And but that first sixteen bars, I was all up for like a big RZA kind of like Wu Tang style um, intro <laughs> thing. I felt felt the kind of like the soul coming nice. on and stuff, and I thought it was going <laughs> to smash with a big fucking like horns and strings and like big fat hip-hop beats and i was going to be bouncing like this and then no that didn't happen but i would have loved if it did i thought yeah i thought it was going to be all rizzo inspired and i think he should change his name to abflex which i think would be much more like kind of miami <laughs> miami beach uh i think dan dormouse would love that as well anyway i'm getting a bit hyper what do you think christina um i think it's it's cool i really like the melody at the start it's super pretty it reminds Man, me of really nice yeah yeah, it reminds me of Wisp, you know, from Reflex. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, to Wisp. Oh, how good was Wisp <laughs> back in the day? He disappeared into the Belgian undergrowth, didn't he, I think? Yeah. Haven't heard from him, no. Amazing, amazing artist. Mm. Yeah, but indeed, what you say, you have a lot of different kicks in there, and they're all balanced quite differently. So mm. there's one kick that has much more highs than the previous one. So I think you have to reference them one against another and uh, try to even everything out so that it's yeah. nice and listenable. I think he's in the, fallen into the I didn't really of... miss the Wu-Tang vibes, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, drop, drop, but the first not, um... drop the first 16 bars again. Just the, like, the very intro thing. Yeah, like, it's um... beautiful. I, I think what he's fallen into the trap of because it's up-tempo, he wants it to be as loud and distorted as possible. He's missed, just lost the balance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to start freestyling, Greg? No. 
You're going to start freestyling now. I'm going to resist that. <laughs> yeah, up, up until when those, up until when the brakes kicked in, it was like in my head, I was kind of going for this kind of big epic, like Wu Tang kind of strings and horns thing with a hip hop beat. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, everybody in the chat's basically agreeing with what we said there. Um, Rich Cresswell says, yo, what's up? Hey, uh, Robert. Easy bro, I didn't say hello before. Robert! What's up, bro? Yeah. Joan Gomez says, love you, Somniac. Thank you, Oblivion Stream. Greetings from Colombia. Big up the Colombian crew. Hellfish is still getting hammered about Death Chant in the chat. He says, delete all kicks, delete the rest, send it to Greg. <laughs> Fuck. No. Oh man. Okay. Next up, we have got DJ Guillotine. Scratch disaster. Come out and play. I know we had to do a remix, right? So this is, I don't have a page. Is that Def Jam 101? 
<laughs> this is this is the hidden track on Death Trap 100. Ah, really? Uh, DJ Guillotine. I am a 21-year-old aspiring producer from Germany. I live near Frankfurt. I've only now started taking this whole production thing more seriously, and I'm a sucker for old Death Chant, Hong Kong Violence, and Rebel Scum. My main inspirations are the DJ producer, Delta Nine, Akira, and just underground hardcore in general. I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to showcase what I'm trying to do, and I hope you and guys enjoy it and can give me some feedback. Nice. You've still got Abplex on the screen. Oh, Abplex. yeah, it's because he doesn't actually have a page, so uh, boom. There you go, Greg. Oh, good. Um, yeah, the entire track sounded like 16 bars of a Hellfish tune. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, really, isn't it? Um, it sounded it sounded like very, like, I mean, like his, he said his inspirations, you know. Um, uh, old, very old school Def Chanty, and it did sound like someone learning to do very old school Def Chanty stuff. Um, yeah, just need a lot more work. The sample, oh my gosh! I, yeah, yeah, like, the bad boys. I, I could, sample, you could literally the see him pressing the pressing the button. Yeah, yeah, It was good. It was okay to use it at the start, but not over and over again. It became, yeah, a bit much, right? Yeah, it needed to go somewhere. It needed needed so much more in it. Like I say, it was like I was only half joking about it being 16 bars of a hellfish tune because you know what I mean? It just needed so much more. There's some great elements in there, but they, if you are going to use those at those kinds of elements, they should be as a part of a story for something bigger that was telling your own story. You know, you're kind of saying this is the kind of vibe I'm going for, but it, this is my take on it. We're not rather than just trying to extend, you know, five minutes of, of the same samples and loops all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good start. Once you've yep. learned the formula, you can start getting creative and make yeah. it your own. Yep. So yeah, that absolutely. would be the next step for you. Yep. Yep. Keep, Another keep thing going, I dude. noticed, I know last week you talked a lot about stereo issues and mono compatibility, and I noticed there was a lot of stereo information in the kick. So I would advise to cut, in this specific case, up to maybe 200 hertz the site completely and uh, try to fill it out in, in mono, make it more yeah. mono compatible. Cut the mid-range, yeah. drop the bass. Yeah. The guys in, in, the tr- in, the, in the chat, he Cut says the there's a lot of Hey, Chaos oh, Engine's in the house. Hey, Seba. Easy now, bro. Um, the, the guy who made the track, Guillotine, is in the chat. He says, criticism with the sample. This was my first track ever. Thanks a lot, you guys. Wow, oh, really? Wow. First track ever. Congratulations. Really? Golf, <laughs> golf clap, man. mate. Golf clap. Good for you, man. Yeah. Uh, take the advice away and come back with your second track and we'll listen to it again. Cubby's coming for me. <laughs> uh oh, it's all love, bro. It's all love. Hellfish and Fury on your doorstep in the morning, mate. <laughs> you fucking what, mate? Uh, mate? If you want to come on the show anytime, you know you're welcome. Yeah, come on, Cobby. Your yeah. door's always open, mate. You're more than welcome to come on. We'd love you Back on that. Doors are always open. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> on that bombshell, uh, next up, we've got. <laughs> this name always makes me laugh. Cement tea. C- cement. Cement tea. So it sounds like semen tea. And it's called Drinking Liters of Seawater. <laughs> amazing title. Love I love the it. title. Yeah. Yeah. 
right. Seaman tea. Drinking liters of sea <laughs> Love it. He's in, yeah. he's in, he or she is he's in, in the, the chat, chat as well. Yeah. He made this track with, as you just said in the chat, it's just all sampled from shortwave radios. Oh, that's what he said. Wow. Right? Yeah. Amazing. Noises from, yeah. This song was made with noises from shortwave radios. Hope you enjoyed this muddy, hypnotic mess of a tune. So about this guy, uh, he's Seaman T. Cement tea. I can't say that any other way, so I'm just going with it. 22 year old producer. <laughs> Cement tea. 22. Uh, sorry. I've got some background noise here. Male, female, other animal, vegetable, mineral. Um, sorry. Uh, Cement tea. 22 year old producer from Brazil. I make tons of genres from ambient to school step to hardcore, all with more wacky, weird vibes. There's no such thing as a limit. Released on many. No, no, I've released on many labels such as Sonic Terror, Sick Broken Brothers, and many others. My inspirations are from lots of artists, so it's hard to name each, especially that I love exploring new and unknown music on my free time. But to name a few, Lime Wax Coup, uh, KRTM, etc. Uh, also, all I use is a free door LMMS, and all the VSTs I use are mm -hmm. also free. That is. Yeah. Nice. yeah. I, I loved it. I loved it. It was, it was, it was messy. It was fun. There was kind of shit all over the place. And, and that's kind of how it was supposed to be. It was, yeah, it was, it was old school. It was dirty and it was just throw everything into the kitchen sink and see what happens. It makes just have some fun with it. I, I really enjoyed it. Was it was a chucker, right? It was a chucker. Mm, not quite. Um, yeah. I'm not sure it took me grand, but you know, maybe might find someone else to chuck. <laughs> might, might chuck me neighbor like that. I didn't like that much down the stairs. Go away, you go. Bump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love your alias and I love the track title. I think it perfectly fits the track. I love that picture. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there, look. Wow. More short waves, same long I think legs. it's cool. Love it. <laughs> the only thing that I didn't like was those resonances on the bleeps. Oh, so high, oh wow. Them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I wanted yeah, to turn yeah. the volume down, like yeah. quickly chop it when it came in because it was going yeah, my ear. Yeah, quickly, right? quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the chat saying? Um, concrete, uh, some people comparing it to concrete compressor. Uh, Jay saying uh, comparing it to concrete compressor. Did have that kind of old before. school, mid 90s Australian core kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, nice one. Fun. Awesome. Fun. I liked it. Yep. Keep coming back, dude. It's always good fun, regardless. Uh, next up, but we have got... the resonances. <laughs> yeah, get rid of those high pitches, <laughs> yeah. man. If that was on a sound system, yeah. eardrums would be just bleeding. Yeah. Not in a good way. Yeah. But maybe that's uh, the point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't care. Yeah. Next up, we've got... a nice cup of semen tea. <laughs> what if... Next up with a cool name, Butterfist... Wampires. Hey, he's Let's back. Go. He's back. Wampires or Wampires.
Dude. 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 How good is Butterfist now? We've been butterfisted. We've been butterfisted, man. Fucking a smooth. <laughs> yeah, smooth, smooth, smooth like butter. That was but best best butterfist we've had for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Look at his logo, man. What? what? <laughs> yeah, he means business. Andy, man, you know I love you. That was banging. That was loads of fun. The only. Um, thing that I thought that that maybe could have um, would have been nice is maybe a switch up of the, like a different couple of different kicks maybe in some of the different sections. Um, I mean, I know there was loads going on, but it would have been nice to have a different kick kick in places. But man, there was so much energy, and that that first drop, the uh, the kind of plain kick into the snare, and then loads of. Um, loads of kind of like rhythm and patterns and stuff going on that was that was fantastic because you just didn't expect all that happening you know on the second kick there was yeah fantastic great work really loved it yep people in the yeah. chat saying you should sign it blah 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 yep kin he's already signed <laughs> i want this one that's a banger sorry christina i talked over you go ahead that's okay um yeah i agree the track has really good energy I love the alias too. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> Some really good aliases tonight. Mm. <laughs> one thing, uh, at one minute and four seconds in this cut, I cannot hear the vocals. Ah. If you have vocals in your track, make sure they're audible and make sure people wait, wait, understand. What, what, what was the time that you bad. just said? It's 104. 104. Let's go to that real quick. Boom. And these dark rages that overtake me, my mind is devouring itself. Yeah. 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 My yeah. mind is devouring itself, but yeah, it needs the vocal needs to be, yeah, you're right, louder. Turn it up. Yeah, turn it up, simple. Turn it up, yeah. And uh, I think the general advice for everyone here is layer something on your kick to make it punch through, and then you'll have something that is fully releasable, fully playable. I think this track is super close. It just probably needs that little layer on the kick mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to make it to make it the top yep. notch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, those little transients on the kick make yeah. all the difference, don't they? Yeah, yeah. they do. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Great job, Mr. Fist. Thank you, Andrew. And uh, you. that was the end of... Well played, everyone. Well played. I have to say, most of these tracks are better than most of the promos I receive in my inbox these days. Ooh. And they're all unreleased. Yeah. So, wow. good job, everyone. Yeah, high praise <laughs> yeah. indeed. Well played. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you didn't manage to get onto New Blood this month... Submit again next month, guys. Uh, we get a lot, um, and it's not easy to pick a, a nice, very, a, a nice variety without cutting somebody. And I can't fit everything in, or else we'd have a ten-hour show. So keep submitting, and those that have ha had stuff played here, submit again. If you're making improvements, you're making tweaks, and you want us to revisit it, please. We would like to help you develop, and don't forget to join our Discord, which will be dropping soon, and we can really start with some. Um, solid one-to-one -one mentoring with people. 
and also collaborations between all of you, which would be nice to see too. So thank you, everybody. At the Let's, same time. Yes. Yeah. We get, every, get everyone from, like from uh, New Blood to collab on the same track. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a good idea. <sighs> Follow them. Why, why didn't I think of that? Maybe we already did. <laughs> anyway, next up, we're going to talk about our guest, Christina Somniac One. So, let me get my notes. So, Somniac One, aka Mother Mary, aka <laughs> Dr. Psycho with two Ks, <laughs> um, most famously known for releasing on Prospect, Love Hurts, Metaphor, um, hailing from Lithuania, making music from the age of 13. Um, welcome again to the show. Thank you for joining us. Um, tell us Thank about. Thank you very much for having you're, me. You're very welcome. So, you've had a, a. In the last, say, seven years or so, you've had a, a very quick, rapid rise to uh, stardom. I feel, but I'm interested to know about before that. I want to know about Mother Mary and Doctor Psycho. I want to know about your your beginnings in in Lithuania. So you started making music at the age of thirteen. Yeah. What, yeah, I think that was, was around. Your journey? Sorry, yeah, that was around. Uh, if I was thirteen, then that was maybe sixteen years ago. I just turned yeah. thirty. Mm -hmm. um, so I was living in Estonia, actually. I moved with my parents. My father was in the military, so we moved around a lot. And I found myself to be in this place where I had no friends and nothing better to do than make music. And that, that's how I started out. I was really fascinated by electronic music at one point, and I really wanted to create something. So when I started out, I, I did a lot of things. I made some trance, hard trance. Mm -hmm some really cheesy stuff as well and then um i was simultaneously interested in hardcore but at that point i mostly listened to let's say dutch mainstream hardcore i discovered industrial hardcore a little bit later and um i think around that time i became mother mary and um later on i became somniac one so why mother mary i mean I, i'm guessing you weren't a nun I wasn't a nun. I I don't know. I was I was little. I was young and rebellious. I thought religion was really stupid. So let's become Mother Mary. <laughs> but it turned out idea. to be a really bad alias because so I had my Facebook page right, and mm -hmm. half of my fans were just people that were into religion. They're just religious people. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of backfired. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had to change my alias later to be a little bit more distinguishable because mm. if you googled mother mary you know it's all kinds of things would come up oh yeah if you googled mother mary hardcore that's like another whole another oh yeah, wow you're going, you're going yeah. down a rabbit hole there it's a long night that is it's a long night so here's a picture of you playing in lift in, yeah it's still uh, with the mouse <laughs> yeah yeah so you were playing on hardware back then I, I did live sets. I play. I used to play live sets, so I would mm -hmm. have a bunch of loops, maybe eight bar, sixteen bar loops, and I would okay. put them into yeah. Ableton, and then I would just mix everything all together. It was quite a complex operation. I would spend maybe a month preparing, 
for every mm -hmm. one of them nothing would go right a lot mm -hmm. of things would go wrong and uh, yeah it was fun while it lasted but then i stopped doing it because it was way too much work and djing is just so, so much, much more fun yeah much I, more fun exactly yeah and it always I tried, sounds better too i tried doing that as like with like breaking all my tracks down to stems and doing and it's yeah, like if you're playing out every week, it's just so much work. It's it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, and I know some people that do it and do a great, like Julian Stasma, um, mm. does a great job of doing it. But yeah, like I say, DJ is just a hell of a lot more fun, isn't it? It's just yeah, it gets, yeah. You get Definitely. you get lost doing all that kind of stuff with loops and stems and stuff. But yeah. yeah, and plus you're playing fully produced tracks that are just meant to have the maximum amount of impact. Yeah. Yeah, and when you're trying to assemble all of that all over again on the dance floor, it's just mm -hmm. not the same. Yeah, totally, it's not totally. the same. So, how did you uh, first get your first gigs then? Uh, when you when you went to, I think it was like 2010, 2011. These pictures are from. Yeah, what were your think... what were your first gigs? How did you get those? My first ever gig was actually in 2010. And in Lithuania, in Vilnius, my hometown, we have the Street Musicians Day where everybody gets their gear out or their mm -hmm. musical instruments out and we just all play on the street. So I was friends with some of the electronic music movements in my hometown. And one of them arranged their own sort of a show and it was kind of like a rave in the park. Um, it was legal because everybody could rave outside at that point. Yeah, and that was my first ever gig. I played a half a half an hour Mother Mary closing set, I believe, <laughs> on that day. Wow, awesome! Yeah, well, but it was first. I. I just made friends with people, and I was involved with some crews. I didn't do a lot of events myself, but I would help out every once in a while. And, you know, yeah, we're all in this together. And it's mm -hmm. often hard to find people that are into the same kind of music that you like. But once you do find them, there's this immediate bond. And, you know, yeah. that's how yeah. that's how you find one another. Yeah. Yeah. Some of your earlier stuff was great core. Right, I've got. I've actually got a track here, untitled "Breakcore" <laughs> from two thousand and nine, by Mother Mary. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did a little bit of everything. Yeah, should we play that? Yeah, let's play it. Let's play it. <laughs> this is Mother Mary, untitled "Breakcore" from two thousand and
that I desperately want self-definition. Super nice. nice really liked that. I really, really liked it. Yeah, People lovely. Calling uh, end user vibes. That's yeah. a shout. I was yeah. a big fan of end user back then. Yeah. Until you met him. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Lynn. Much love, bro. <laughs> big shout out to Lynn, man. I hope yeah, you're good if you're listening. Definitely. <laughs> the chat's loving it. It's so it's so like weird, that. isn't it? Listening to back to your stuff that's like 10, 15 years old, and you're kind of. It's so nice to kind of think of like the space you were in at that time when you were producing the kind of things that that, that inspired you and stuff. Yeah, and, I actually, uh, I had absolutely, come. I had absolutely forgotten about this track, but because I was preparing for the show, I went back to listen to everything and like, whoa, okay, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. I was surprised to hear it. it. Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. So, what was the? So, were you making like you were making a variety of styles, but. When did you suddenly go, right, I'm going to go towards the industrial sound? When, what was the transition from like break course slash everything to, huh, I like this and I'm going to try and get good at this? Aha, uh-huh. okay. Well, so I moved to the Netherlands and um, I sort of got a network in the industrial hardcore community. And I thought, okay, this there's an in for me, right? If I make the specific style... I might be able to play parties and so on. So you kind of, if, if you want to develop your career, so to say, you have to focus a little bit. I'm not a very productive person. I don't produce a lot of music. I would normally maybe make the four tracks a year and I still do. I don't do a lot. So I have to direct my energy mm-hmm. in, a, in a certain way. That's actually the reason why I picked industrial hardcore as my main focus. It's just because I had a network. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew people. Play to your strengths, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Be- before exactly. that, you. But before, I mean, I I know I've got a track here sat in front of me. I I N D T. You made that one before you moved, right? Was that at a time yeah, when you were experimenting yeah. still? Then? No, I made I made quite a few of those tracks, and I also released them. There was uh, there were a couple of releases, I think. So I I did make slow hardcore for a while. It's just that. I never sort of made it my main focus until until Somniac won. Although, you know, my very first release, Transformational, which came out of Noise, was much more eclectic in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And I would actually like to go back to that mm-hmm. same type of an approach. Yeah. It's interesting. That you, you, I guess there's two parts to... Well, there's lots of parts, but there's kind of two parts to, to kind of developing who you are as a producer the first part is finding finding your place like the place where you feel works for you and then and then the second part is finding your voice within that place right so yeah and it's you know try everything see what works see where your groove is and you know some people just are naturally good at you know loads of different styles but i think most people tend to gravitate or, or will sit really well in one place and then it's just developing yourself finding yeah. your voice and what you know telling you telling your story as a as an artist i guess exactly mm. and also there's the aspect of mastery so yeah. i think industrial hardcore generally is not the easiest music genre to produce you need to invest the time you mm. need to put in the work in order to make things that are really good and releasable and playable 
So it, it doesn't happen right away. It, it requires an investment. And indeed, yes. as a mm. musician, you sometimes need to make that choice. Okay, I'm going to settle for this for now. Mm. I think once, I, I once think, you do th master a genre, you can break the rules. And yeah. that's, that, that also makes it very interesting. I don't think actually, maybe with the exception of Donk, but even even maybe with Donk, that that like the only people that think a genre is easy are the people that don't make that genre. Once, once you understand <laughs> yeah, it, like techno, true. like people go, oh yeah, anybody can make techno. You just bang some one forty loops and stuff like that. Yeah, but you know, with any of these genres, you know, kind of it requ it requires mastery. Exactly. And, you know, and like my mum used to, like when I was 25 years old or something, my mum my used to be like, you know, why don't you, why don't you just make some pop songs and make, you know, make a load of money and stuff like that, you'd be famous. It's not that simple, you know. Just because you can produce one genre doesn't mean you can produce another. Exactly, and, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah know, a classic example of that was Steph on his Death Machine on his last album. He's like, I'm going to make a techno track on this album. And he ended up buying all this like analog gear because he mm -hmm. really wanted to master it and get it right. And he, he took it for granted that he could do it. And he ended up becoming obsessed mm -hmm. with it to, to master it. And that's someone yeah. like Steph who's really technically good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a shout. I, I want to play this track because I don't want to move forward in our timeline before we play this Mother Mary track, which was... It sounds to me like the beginnings of the Somniac One sound that we, we know and love now. So I'm going to play this. This is Mother Mary, INDT, and this is from 2012.
Awesome. Hello to uh, Stormtrooper who arrived in the chat, by the way. Hey, Peter, man. And Cyprexia. Hello, dude. Shout out to Peter. Hi. That, that's lovely. You should, like, finish that. Did that ever come out? Like, No. No. You should. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah do it again, mine or something. That yeah. was really nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I need to really learn nice. some new punches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I could possibly release it now. Mm. Also, the first time listening to it after many years, so it's yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. strange. Yeah, you, your brain goes like, oh, we could, I should just do this and this and this. And yeah. It makes you want to dig out the old project <laughs> file again. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Love to groove. Thank you. So, uh, kind of, you left Lithuania 2004. I think you said to me. Yeah. And then you transitioned from Mother Mary to Somniac One. There was a period between then and when you were signed to Prospect and you had some releases on Metaphor. Yeah. Um, got my notes here. And Love Hurts, Death's label. Oh, I love, um, love, love, love Hurts. Yeah, yeah it's my, one, it's of, one my of my favorite labels. As well. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So what was the what was your kind of development time then you were developing a, your new name a new social media presence as well i guess that was quite important to note well um, and building your networks what really happened was i thought okay so before that as mother mary i didn't really take releasing music seriously back in the day we had internet forums and I would just submit what I made <laughs> for feedback there. I had a small SoundCloud page with maybe 100 or 200 followers. And that was pretty much it. I didn't make music for releases. I just made it for myself. And we would we would have these conversations with other forum mus- users about it. And that's all. But then at one point, I thought, okay, I've spent a lot of years on this already. I think at that point, I had already been making music for how many years? Maybe nine? So a lot of a lot of years, and I thought maybe I should take this a little bit more seriously. So the first step for me was to create an alias that is Googleable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that the, that was the most important part, and it's uh, it's difficult to come up with an alias that is not stupid. I still think that my Somniac One alias is quite silly, but yeah, that's what I did, and um, I collected some of the tracks, and I released. Um, an EP on noise first, the speed of sound label. And um, then I also released something on Love Hurts. What actually happened with Love Hurts, I previously sent demos to Steph and he never responded to my email. But then later on, I uh, met somebody who was a friend of Steph's and they sent the tracks to him for me. It was like, oh yeah, I like this. So, and then suddenly I suddenly got a release. But no, actually what happened, the tracks that he liked were already released on Noise, so I had to make some new ones for him. Yeah. I wonder what, Steph's been quiet for a while. He got hacked, didn't he? And he got his... Yeah, yeah, I heard. Then he had a flood or something as well. Yeah. I hope we hear from him again soon, because I really like Steph. I really like One of my favorite DJs. Yeah. Absolutely. One One of my favorite hardcore DJs. I mean, yeah. Uh, really, used to book him really, back really in 2001 good. at Oblivion in, in Leicester. Yeah. He used to come down from Scotland on a coach. Yeah. yeah. Way back. Something Christina just said made me realize that when I started using my DJ name, there wasn't even the internet. <laughs> so yeah. that wasn't actually a concern for me at that time. Yeah. I think 
Yeah, when hopes. I started with, with this this alias, I was also on the forums getting in trouble. Being mm. Oh, when we all, Joe, when we all. Yeah. Shout uh, out to the Planet Moon Forum. I, I shout out to the Oblivion Forum. Yeah, the Easy yeah. Forums. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Even shout before out, that, the mailing lists. And shout out to Make, Beef on the forums. Yeah, remember the mailing lists that you used to used to sign yep. up to an actual mailing list and get it all in your AOL inbox. Mm-hmm. You got mail, and it was a bit a fight with the enticer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Well, we've just been talking about metaphor, so let's play the track from the release on metaphor. Nice. Somniac one mechanics metaphor two thousand and fifteen.
I have to admit, I made a little mistake then. I was supposed to play the Love Hurts release, but I played the Metaphor one. But that was awesome anyway. <laughs> I've got to read this comment out. Where have I put that? I've just pasted this somewhere. Jay Trusted said, I have to say that Mechanics is one of my favorite Somniac one tracks. Fusing industrial and speed chord gives me downstairs excitement. <laughs> <laughs> What more could you want? Awesome. <laughs> Somebody else said, this is the track that Neurocorm wishes that he made. That's a, a very I was, I was going nice to say, it's got, sounds, it's got very, very Neurocore-y kind of uh, vibes to it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Neurocore was definitely my inspiration for this. Yeah. I was listening to his stuff back then and was really into it. Yeah. He's been doing yeah. So, yeah. so much good stuff, hasn't he, for years, Chris? I, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, some Chris. Good, good stuff coming Neurocore, forthcoming Neurocore. as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully he's coming over for yeah. prospects. I guess for XL. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's I'm gonna, gonna jump. Show. I'm gonna jump straight into the track that I was gonna play. So Somniac One, Estranged on Lo Estranged on Love Hurts because it was topical. Let's jump straight into it. It's Estranged.
Awesome. Somebody say in, in the chat that this this track is on in every one of the sets and they oh. absolutely love it. Uh, other people talking about um uh da, 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 reminds me of enzyme release on special USB. Uh they love the way that it crunches back into the 4-4 stomp. Um somebody makes an observation here that I'd like to explore a little bit. So they say that at the start, they didn't know that you were female, okay? You actually made a point of that, right, of, of being quite cryptic about the reveal of who you were in the early <laughs> days on your social media. Uh, how big of a deal is that for you, and how big of a deal has that been along the way? You know, is the, there's been pros yeah. and cons, I'm sure. What, do you have any observations? Um, yeah, I always had the impression and probably also the knowledge that being a female is, is a big advantage because it makes it easier for you to get noticed. So automatically having a picture there of a woman on social media as a musician, especially a hardcore musician, is, yeah, you would wonder sometimes... It, is she interesting because she's a woman or is it because of the music? So at the start, I actually did try to hide my, my biological sex. Mm -hmm. um, I know for a fact that much fewer women make music in general. And I remember when I was on, on those forums, there was maybe one or two other female producers. So automatically as a woman, you are different and you are much more easily noticed. Um, I remember when I, I think I had my first release and I don't remember if, I think, yeah, I revealed, I, I had a picture of myself posted after my second release that was a metaphor. And I think sort of after that, the things went uphill right away. <laughs> so I think there was that connection. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's obviously some disadvantages too, right? Yeah, one disadvantage is that uh, right away people start wondering, oh, maybe there's a ghost producer behind that mm, project. Yeah. And historically, I think that statistically they're right to think that because they think, you <laughs> <Yeah>, know, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, yeah. in mainstream hardcore, as far as I'm concerned, most female projects are actually ghost produced by males. That, that was yeah. something that I found out later on, and it was quite disillusioning to me. <laughs> and yeah, then well, expected. It's, it's obvious that's not the case with you. I mean, look at the feedback, first of all, in the New Blood, it, and there's so, so many other things that we've seen over the years that that's not the case. Do you, do you find that um, you have the, there's also disadvantages with the way people approach you? as well is that so thing? yeah i mean that that is something that was always in the back of my head the fact that people might be a little bit suspicious or that they might not mm -hmm. believe in me doing what i do and that it actually is true so sometimes it does feel like i have to prove myself extra hard i mean at the start when i had my first few releases out there were people um on the internet publicly saying, oh yeah, she doesn't make her own music, it's somebody else doing it for her. Mm -hmm. um, we're now friends with those people. <laughs> it's, it's all been all right. cleared <laughs> up, yeah. But, you know, once you hear it once or you hear it twice, it sort of becomes this thought running in the back of your mind. It's like a constant process. 
yeah yeah but i i definitely i think it's it's an advantage to me most of the time Be- awesome um we've got um francis trips just turned up in the chat Hey Francis. Hello Francis. Evening ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Hey dude, are you okay? Um, Okay, so that was Estranged on Love Hurts. Yeah. And now that was 2016. And then you got signed to Prospect. Yeah. 2017, right? How how was that first interaction with Gareth? Um, Because it was, I think it was a big step for you, it's fair to say. How did that? come about how is anyone's first interaction with gareth <laughs> bad <laughs> memorable, usually memorable right? i actually don't remember i don't remember <laughs> i had to think about it but i think the first time i met him must have been during one of the pressbook excel raves yeah i i probably knew him for a couple of years before that before actually signing with prospect but uh, I remember being over at his place and we were having cocktails together, a lot of cocktails. And I Standard. think that's when, yeah. when we really, this is a, this when is that bond story. was really created. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly there was a release. <laughs> nice. And um, was that yeah. the first one was with the one with You Don't Belong? That, which one was it? No, actually it not. No, there's a digital release before that. It's got shirtless, electronic dance music, and Zanstorm on it. So it was a press oh, pa- party in my head. That had no. the... Oh, before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party in my head is number two. But before that, there's a digital release. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that was That's not on Discogs, you know. Okay, maybe it only displays 12 inches for you. I don't know. Hmm. No. What was the release called again? Troubled Youth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is on Discogs, actually. I'm looking yeah. at it now, 2017. Yeah. Ah, okay. So there's that. Uh, and then there was the Party, party in, my in My Head, head which, which had a really cool artwork. I like yeah. the artwork on this. Yeah, it was Let's AJ from... AJ Treasure Fingers from X Evil Intent. He's oh, really good at that kind of stuff. He Treasure Fingers himself. is a great name. Treasure yeah, fingers. it is. It is. That he did. Awesome. He did a lot of my other artwork, and uh, he's doing one for my upcoming release as well. Nice, awesome, love it. Yeah. Yeah. okay well let's play one of your first tracks from one of your first releases on prospect (laughs) this is from that party in my head release let's play you don't belong Thank <laughs> you. 
Fan lead sent. Really cool. Somebody's just said Love it in the it. chat actually as us. Yeah. Really, really. So that cool. I mean that's a great example of like how you can like you have basically the same melody on that synth that just runs through the whole track, but yeah. so many different little variations of it that keep it interesting and stuff. And it's yeah. it's really simple to do, no offense, but you know, it's it's but just having the mindfulness to do it to always keep those kind of like changes and variations happening in the synth even though you're and ha you know we someone mentioned Hans Zimmer before but the master of using you know very simple melodies two three note melodies in so many different ways that it always keeps you interesting and never gets boring yeah. even though it's kind of just a few notes that's kind of repeating itself so it's also really yeah. small variations sometimes it's just a note that's pitched up on one octave and that's it. But the mm -hmm. funny story with this track is I was working for maybe three, four months and I had a stupid acid line <laughs> going through it the entire time. And I was I was never able to finish this track. And then at one point, my deadline for the release is there. I need to finish this track in three days. So I got <laughs> rid of the acid line entirely and wrote this melody on top of it. Amazing. Put the synth on. So the little acid line the acid line that was previously there it's now just sort of turned into this creative delay effects and that's it mm -hmm. that's all there there is to the old yep. acid line Some, yeah. sometimes you've just got to kind of go if something isn't working yeah you have just trying to fix it you just got to go you have to just rid. get rid of yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah it's a difficult choice it's a difficult choice totally and sometimes totally, it's yeah. an idea that pops up in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. And then you realize that this is the right way to go, but it's yep. it takes a while until it gets there. It's, and <laughs> we, we've talked about this before on the show a while ago. You know, it's a, it is one of the skills of producing is to know when enough is enough, and yeah. When and when something is not right, and to get rid and move on. Yeah, yeah. I you know, I it still takes, struggle takes a long time with it. To learn. Yeah, I still struggle with it. It's a learning process. Totally. Yeah, and then. Usually people also have this tendency, if something is not right, they tend to add, add more mm -hmm. elements, add mm -hmm. things, add automation, whatnot. But then there's also, you should also try to subtract. Sometimes less is more. And in music, especially less is more. Yeah. 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 And you, 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 I mean, your core elements should just stand up and they should work on its own. Exactly. You know, should, everything should be in the, in the right place yeah. and stuff. And then, like you say, it's a, it's a question of just, just, yeah finding out what you need to add to tell the story or, or, or to, to add the icing to the cake or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So hmm. around this time, I mean, you, you signed to Prospect and things really started to take off now, right? You've got your first festival bookings. I remember actually seeing you after your first DEFCON 1. I think it was 2017. Was that your first festival? Or was from before? That? Defcon one was before Prospect, actually. Oh really? I was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. I remember I was still doing my own bookings, and I don't want to do that ever again because <laughs> negotiating <do> <laughs> about money is like the worst thing in the world. I I don't want to take part in these discussions, especially with these big organizations. No. <laughs> I hear you. Yep. Yeah, I love I love working with an agent. I don't want to take part in any of that myself. Yeah, yeah. Just just tell me where I'm going, where I need to be, what time. I'll see you later. Cheers. Exactly. I'm interested in some of the businessy things because it's it's kind of interesting to know how the big fish work. Mm. But I don't want to be there out there selling myself to them. Because no. they're sharks. Yep. yep. <laughs> they're sharks. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, so uh, so, so the DEFCON booking, I, I still did that one myself. Yeah, and I don't want to do it again <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah, I remember a, a little anecdote. I remember you seeing you walk away from the stage to leave the festival or to go wherever and saying, hey, how did it go? Like, you know, and you're oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm really... I, really not that happy i messed up one of my mixes i'm really upset with myself and i was like oh man you know it shit happens you know it's one of those things and uh, yeah yeah well you know that was my thing. first ever dj gig and i was practicing for a couple of years actually. your first dj gig was defcon it was one. my first dj gig and i was as i said i was practicing <laughs> for a couple of years and right, i was yeah. practicing extra hard before that but i'm one of those people I am not super rhythmic. I'm more of a melody type of a person. It okay. took me a while to be able to, to just tap on beat, press play at the right time. It took me years. I started practicing with vinyl. So I learned to mix vinyl, but not amazingly. And then the switch to the CDJs happened. And yeah, it, it took a lot of time for me to get it right. I mean, it's still much easier than producing music but it, it was quite some work mm. yeah. yeah yeah and then actually i remember going to practice at lizette's just oh, the day yeah. before defcon because i was practicing on these old cdj 600s i think with mm -hmm. actual cds and mm -hmm. lizette had i think 1000 cdj 1000s yeah. and i arrived there and i had forgotten my usbs <laughs> <laughs> right, so what did you do play on her play with her tracks yeah yeah exactly i borrowed hers <laughs> yeah. and awesome. i practiced that way and then the next day there's defcon and i'm super nervous i don't know if it's gonna go right it was actually the first time i also prepared the entire set list it was the only wow. time i prepared yeah the yeah, set yeah. List. yeah yeah wow it was awesome but shout was, out to was, djs was, that prepare yeah. their set lists yeah yeah so <laughs> I don't like doing I, I, that anymore. It's not fun, but <laughs> mm. so hey, after. shout out to Stefan from downstairs. Hi, Stefan. Hey, Stefan, Zademka, easy, bro. <laughs> it was also good to see you last weekend. It was so nice to see. Everyone. Oh, I emceed like, for him. Real life. MC Dolphin what? in the house, wasn't it? Oh yeah, you did, didn't you? MC yeah. Dolphin, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So, so, I think Gareth disappeared, so someone had to grab the mic and introduce Gareth and Richard set, you know, burnt themselves out, right? So shortly yeah, after be. after after that, you had like another big thing that happened, and that was the boiler room thing. Oh, that was a couple of years later, though. Oh, yeah. that picture is that that looks like Venetian yeah. snares. It does. It <laughs> standing does. behind you. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I think people call them the hardcore Viking. <laughs> wow, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that was a that was Amazing. a big thing for you. Picture. I know it was a couple of years later, but it it took you from industrial and it crossed that boundary into techno, right? Yeah, that's the whole point, indeed. So this happened very shortly before the pandemic, but I find that us in industrial hardcore were quite closed off it's a nice community it's a tight-knit community but it doesn't seem like our music manages to reach audience outside of outside of this community mm -hmm. very often and the boiler room was actually that one chance for me to to showcase the music i always had the the feeling that on the intuitive level this music has a lot of potential people can appreciate it even if they're not super deeply 
familiar with the genre and uh, yeah that was that was the chance to reach these audiences and after that I actually did get booked for a lot of much a lot of very different kinds of events yeah from techno to more experimental um even IDME yeah yeah that's I mean that's such an awesome booking I mean you can yeah. count on one hand the number of like I guess hardcore industrial techno heads that have played boiler room stuff, you know. Yeah. Pan the Panacea set is legendary, but yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. But uh, you know, and then yours, and then you know, how many others can you name that are in that kind of you know? Um, yeah, Mark, Mark played one. Kilborn played one, yeah. or I've sh maybe even two. Yeah. I don't know. I sh yeah, I think she's played two, but like. Yeah. I think hardcore is not very well represented sometimes it's on, not, on Boiler no. Room. Sometimes you see some sets and it's like, why is this person playing? Like it's a bad representation. It's a bad yeah. projection of what we're trying to do. Uh, That's the thing. Harder, harder electronic music has become very fashionable in the last few years. Boiler Room yeah. has its hard dance series. But for some reason, the people that do... Um, that are featured there are some newer people that don't necessarily they don't belong to some long-standing tradition a hardcore mm. industrial hardcore indeed has a very very strong tradition with really strong roots and for some reason that gets overlooked it's, mm. it's a bit sad yeah but yeah, i yeah. think it, it has a lot of potential yeah, and it's, it's in, in many yeah. ways I think better than a lot of the stuff that is represented yeah. under yeah, that yeah. How, hard dance umbrella. How do you find playing hardcore for techno crowds and techno for hardcore crowds? I mean, how how <laughs> what do you have like observations about that? Yeah, it's it's quite interesting. I mean, actually, a lot depends now on the kind of a party I play for at. Yeah. So. Last weekend, I played I played on one of those perk tracks nights, so I knew that the audience was a little bit more familiar with the industrial sound, and they were a little bit more open-minded, so I could play more obscure type of things. You know, Ophidian is Razio, right? Yeah. I played one. I ended my set with one of his tracks, so it's it's a really difficult <laughs> industrial yeah. track, and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they enjoyed it. I played some flashcore, some neurocore. But then sometimes I also get booked for those more hard dancey, hard trancey type of events. And that was my, my gig in Budapest. And I ended up playing a lot of Millennium Hardcore, a lot of Enoid type mm. of things. And that worked really well too. Nice. But generally I find that people love hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's really easy. It's really easy to capture the crowd's attention to get to get them dancing to mm -hmm. yeah. with hardcore. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, sometimes, just when you drop that first kick and yeah. people go crazy, they go, oh, <laughs> oh man, people love it, man. Like if they've had yeah. kind of you know they've had like jungle and drum and bass and all sorts of kind of like a bit of whatever this and that. And then you throw some hardcore at them, and if there are a crowd that are up for it, there is no better feeling than seeing them lose yes. their shit. Yes. I played in Lithuania for the first time after maybe 10 years in, um, in September, and my mom was there. 
Uh, so I played a two-hour set. The first hour, I played more techno stuff, and then the second hour was full-on hardcore. And my mom loved the second part the most. She just <laughs> danced nonstop. Yeah. She was wow. raving. Yeah, And she never really liked my music. You know, she thought it was harsh yeah. and it was stupid and druggy and whatnot, all the bad things. Druggy. But she had the best time. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's play a track from around the era that we're in now. Let's play uh, Dad Bodies Everywhere. June. Oh, Prospect <laughs> Extreme 49. Let's go.
I totally did not mean to do that. Um, you sorry did. about my typo. I'm sorry about my typo in the chat. It was not supposed to say if we get a hundred likes, we will do shits. It was supposed to say if we get hundred <laughs> likes. We will do <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. If you guys are down, two hundred likes, maybe we're not one hundred. <laughs> uh, someone's asking for a track ID. It's right there. Look. Dad bodies everywhere on Prospect. There's a really cool video that I was supposed to play and I didn't. Um, someone asks, was it a typo or is it an intentional? Tell us about the track title, Christina. Absolutely intentional. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there a story or? No, no, no. I always come up with track titles at the very, very last minute. It's just... Mm -hmm. I, I don't know naming things naming music is difficult it has it wasn't it was much easier before but it's really difficult now because maybe my standards have increased <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know everything reason. is stupid putting a name to something just immediately makes it stupid so yeah. giving yeah. it a really stupid name that transcends the whole stupidity of naming things is a good way yeah. out of it Got, that's my my um like track titles yeah. page like in notes i just got hundreds of them i feel you <laughs> just, yeah. yeah i feel yeah, you yeah. yeah for me yeah. it's more like okay so i have an ep i have the tracks i don't have any of the titles i don't have the ep title i don't have the artwork concept i have nothing and then i'm sort of waiting for this light bulb moment when it all comes together and it usually yep. does happen, but it's uh, it takes months sometimes. Track yeah. titles are usually the very last thing I come up with. I over I submit the vinyl masters, and maybe just before the digital masters, I do are do well. Yeah, I have I have to have track titles when I need to submit the vinyl mm -hmm. artwork. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, late. Just do just do the Apex Twin thing and just type like type random keys on on your keyboard. Just like headbutt the keyboard. Yeah. Boom. Flunge, yeah, flunge, monge, yeah, yeah, yeah. seventeen. But you also want it to be marketable. You want people to remember things. <laughs> then yeah, you also yeah. want to be able to attach some sort of a visual to it. Yeah, mm, like it's a dad bodies. Process. <laughs> dad bodies. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So we're almost kind of up to present day, really, because uh, we've had the whole COVID thing happen, which is put a pause to everything, put everything on ice a little bit. I mean, there's still some activity happening, but now it's just started happening up a lot more. Um, what's going on with you now? What are you working on at the moment? What am I working on? Well, okay, I'll tell you one secret. Um, <gasps> I'm starting my own label. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Have you decided what it's called or are you just going to decide at the last yeah, minute? <laughs> it's, 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 I have a title for it and the first record is already in production. Um, it should be out maybe in June, maybe start of July. Yeah. 
Wow, great news. And the name of the label is Somniverse. Ooh. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. I like it. And I guess uh, the first release is by you? Or would that, yeah, would that it's, be presumptuous? it's just me. So I think for now, I'm going to only release my own music. And uh, later on, maybe include some collabs. And later on, maybe start um, building a bit of uh, maybe a scene around it, a mm -hmm. circle around it, and invite other people to do things for it. But for now, yeah, I'm only going to release my own music for now. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. That sounds like a really good move. Cool move. Yeah. Any any interesting collabs already going on? There's people in the chat saying we need a, a Fidian collab, we need a Death Machine collab, etc. etc. Yeah. Anything anything you can spill? Yeah. No, I can't spill anything at all. <laughs> oh, <because> you tease. <laughs> I can't. I've I've started collabs with people and there's some files on my computer with those collabs, but I can disappoint people sometimes. I'm just, uh, I'm not the best at collaborating. I've always worked alone. And mm -hmm. when it is time to collab with people, I, yeah, it can get. That's, I mean, that's, that's a thing in itself. People, yeah. I think some people think you can just get two people in a studio and just stuff will happen, yeah. but it's not always that easy. You know, the people that it's a skill in itself is working with other people and, you know, finding a groove that works. And with some people it's just feels really clunky. And other people, exactly. it just flows really naturally. But yeah, it's it's different for everyone. And learning to to flow with people that feel clunky is a yeah. is again, it's another skill in itself that you have to learn. Yeah, exactly. There's very very different approaches. I yeah. I had started a collaboration with a producer I really liked, and I I was the first one. I made the first moves. I submitted the first steps, yeah. stems, and um, mine were at minus four db rms and then what i received was <laughs> minus 10 and mm -hmm. well how did it work from this and i, I can't mm. turn this up anymore okay it's it's really difficult and what i got yeah. returned to me was really cool actually but then it's like okay i, I don't know where to go from here Just so it's it. It, it definitely is a skill and i want to finish that yeah. collab because it's a really cool project mm -hmm. yeah but yeah, so I think the collabs are going to happen, but I don't want to reveal anything right now because I just don't want to jinx it. I don't want to disappoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just doing my job and trying to tease information out of you. You can, you can yeah. keep it close to yourself. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to play one of my favorite tracks from you hmm. to close off this focus feature, and then we'll move into what's hot. I'm going to play Hard Since 92. It's not the first hey. time we played this on the show. I think it, I think it came in the top twenty when we did the Christmas oh, thing yeah. last year. Oh, yeah. remember? Nice. I think you had more than one in that actually. Mm -hmm. This one was anyway. really difficult to finish as well. Oh. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, tell us, tell us after. We'll play it and then tell us. Okay. Yeah. ninety-two. Let's go. <laughs>
I love the synth yeah, on it. It really, really gets me every time. Mm-hmm. Tell us how, about how difficult it was, Christine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had the synth, the the little stabs, piano-y stabs figured out quite early on. And then I had the percussion figured out. But then at one point, it got really too busy in the mix. Now I have mm-hmm. to, yeah, do something about it. And it didn't have those pads. It didn't have all the trancy progressions. Um, and those got added much later. And it, it was one of those where, okay, so it seems like I have all the necessary elements, but it's really missing just something to put it all together and to, you know, make it make it a good piece. Mm. I think I was traveling home from a gig and I was listening to something by Mallgrab. And it was kind of just the start of this trancy trend in electronic music outside of hardcore. Mm. Um, I love a bit of mole grab. Yeah, and that, that's what inspired me to add the little synths, the little pads around nice, it. Nice, nice. He does some but really I think nice it was, kind of it was maybe nine months. Of, yeah, it was nine months of work, this track, though. Wow, yeah. 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 Re- yeah. The artwork was fantastic on this. This was the... the <laughs> Yeah, this like is the this. first time again when I decided to do it all myself. <laughs> so it was a strange one. Let's too. check this out for people that have not seen this. Yeah. Um, boom. Nice. So you actually took the picture yourself as well. Is it like a selfie thing? Yeah. Someone took it? No, somebody yeah. took a picture of me. <laughs> okay. First, first, I tried to actually, I bought a huge piece of glass. And I mm-hmm. stuck my face against it. And then somebody took a picture of me doing that, but it looked so ugly. 
it was it yeah. was scary it was really really bad so instead <laughs> instead i went for cling film it was much more aesthetically mm. acceptable and and it's yeah. easier to carry this around with you as well when you need it yeah and then <laughs> yeah. to make up for Just it i had to do something a little it. bit more <laughs> oh you know sometimes <laughs> you know who Bro. knows when you're gonna need some cling film i've been doing it yeah okay stop now's the time to stop okay so i think we've got 100 likes guys and that means we have to do shots unfortunately i don't have any i don't either i've got to go downstairs and get some i don't have any liquor in this house i actually had to buy beers for this show all right well we'll let you off since you're such a lovely guest greg on your bike, go on. Give can we, have you got any videos podcast. we can play in the meanwhile? Or are you going to do some <laughs> I'm going to talk. Yeah, I'll, I'll I mean, talk I'll go about, see. Uh, maybe I have, like, maybe I have right. some gin. Maybe not. I don't think so. Okay. No. Straight, straight gin's right. a bit nasty, isn't straight it? Straight gin. <laughs> okay, Oof. well, I will uh, waffle some shit while you're away. So, right. uh, if you didn't already, guys, um, you can join this channel you can actually um join our subscription plan um and join the membership to actually support the channel and help us grow uh, as part of that for the 199 a month plan you get special badge next to your name in the chat you get uh all the emojis that you see everybody spamming you get discount at oblivionunderground.com uh, you get shout outs in the chat because your name is more visible and you get access to our community. Uh, for the tier two, which is $2.99 a month, you get all of the the uh, items before, but you get all of the Oblivion Underground digital releases too. So every time we release something new, uh, so if we go over to Bandcamp, ba 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 ba. So every time we have a new release over here, our Bandcamp, you get it for free, right? Pretty good deal, especially if you're already a supporter of Oblivion Underground. Um, we're going to be adding another tier in here, which will basically be that you get free vinyls when they come out, free merch when they come out, um, free beers when they come out as well. So... We're just building on what we have. We're going to be creating new content for the channel, some new shows too, some more interactive stuff. Um, and also we're about to launch our Discord. So um, everybody that's a member of the channel will get uh, first access to the Discord. That will be within the next uh, 24 hours. Um, and then we're going to be building our Discord uh, channels to allow collaboration, um, mentoring, uh, private streaming, all of these kind of things. Um, you know, we talked before about um, the forums and we talked about the different um, chat channels in the past. Um, well, think about that combined with um, like Zoom or, or a Skype or whatever. There's option to actually combine all of those. So. Oh, Chase has just become a member. Respect. So, yeah, if you want to support us and help us in what we're doing, then you can do that for as much as buying us a beer a month, and it's really appreciated, and uh, we will reinvest all of that money in making this community better and making the channel better too. Oh, here's Greg. Oh, fuckers. I filled quite well then. 
You did. I, I was listening. Yeah. I, had me, I had me headphones. I was listening. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. If you haven't been on Discord, it's a bit like you know when you're at an after party and people just keep rambling absolute shit for hours, and you like kind of don't know what the hell the conversation is happening. But you kind of just like this kind. Of, that's kind of like what Discord is. Yeah. It's just like a, it's like a kind of stream of consciousness, like of just shit pouring out of people's mouths, and you kind of just like try and try and keep up with what the hell people are talking about. It's kind of fun. Anyway, so due to, um, I couldn't really see what was going on, so I ended up getting a terrible of job of selling Discord. It's a bit like that, but like there's, there's video, there's like video channels and there's text channels and we're going to have, like video channels in there that people can use to collaborate and communicate with each other. So it's hard to explain now without giving too much away, but it's it's going yeah. to be like almost like having a, a premium subscription to Zoom or whatever, but you can use it to collaborate with people or have group video chats. And like when we're on the show, we're going to bring the members in to the show in live on their video as well so members will be able to ask questions of the guests live on the show as well so yeah it's, it's like oh it's, it's like only fans for professional drug addicts <laughs> <laughs> as long as you can get paid. For, 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 yeah, for 199 a for month you can support the cause yeah. <laughs> right so did everybody find did everybody find doing so so, so I found I found some Kahlua, yeah, and I found this really random bottle of something. I think my mum gave it me for Christmas about three years that, ago. You're drinking the random thing, Kathy cappuccino. Oh, I'm drinking. I'm going to mix them. I've got red. Cap- you're going to mix them. I've got red stag. Kathy cappuccino. This is cool. Jim Beam red the stag. Only thing it's I like had was a- cherry. Cherry. Uh, so I'm going to uh, mix this shit up. Go Let's ahead. What, what do you have? have? So I, I have some rum. I don't know. Can Ooh. I do shots with that? Of course, you yeah, can do totally. Shots with that. Yeah, I it's better it than gin. It was like many years ago. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> Who's got work tomorrow anyway? Yeah, me. Not, I've got not a meeting us. with my boss. Oh, actually, o'clock. yeah, we do, but it's. I do yeah, but... it full time, so it's never or always. That's the. End. It's not like it's not like real work, though, is it? It's Ooh. not real work, no. <laughs> okay. No, I was talking Let's to Joe actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, I've, I've mixed. I've mixed. I've mixed these two weird shots, and they've got something that looks like liquid mud. Well, cheers to you guys, Salute. and cheers to everybody Prost. in the chat. Respect. Ninety-eight yeah. likes. I can see ninety-eight uh, likes, but yeah. Cheers. cheers. Yeah, cheers, I think yo. people the are trolling us. To us. <laughs> mm. oh, that's an unusual mix. Ah. Of- no, no, no. <laughs> okay awesome let's move on to what's hot beer (laughs) let's move on to beer that's a great idea so what's hot we've actually got an exclusive here um this got sent in from uh starving insect it's a release that's about to come out on his label um let me just find my way here Boom. Okay, this is an exclusive from Starving Insects. It is Inhuman Gore 
imbued and I'm going to spin it up Such words. right now.
right? I love it. Yeah. I love this one. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, shout out to Alex, by the way. I told you I would play it if yeah. I could. Uh, this is uh, Inhuma, Inhuman Gore Imbued is taken from my new EP, Imbued. Gospels Imbued, Imbued sorry. Um, it's taken from my new EP, Gospels of the Worm, out on vinyl and digital, March 25th, on a new French label, Rave and Revenge. It's a techno-oriented sub-label of black metal label, Dead Sea Productions. It's a six-track EP, featuring remixes, remixes from Scourge, which is hidden, uh, Umwelt and Minimum Syndicate. The whole P, as well as the video, is themed around cosmic horror and worms. So, good shit, man. Yeah. And uh, if you didn't, awesome. if you didn't check out Starved Insects' uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube stuff, where he's recreating old tracks and stuff, really, he's really doing some cool stuff. And uh, yeah. Oh, this is the guy too. that's been doing um, like forgotten moments and all that sort of stuff, and like recreating them exactly. with like, yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I really yeah. love this. I really love this Doomy stuff. And yeah. this track got yeah. sent to me a while ago, so I had forgotten about it. But it's it's really good, yeah. Yeah, I, I love nice. this sound. Mm. I'm more, looking more forward doom. to getting the opportunity to get to play three, four hour sets so I can and play music really like this. Stretch as well. out the journey, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm. sure. But do you know what we need? We need the summer of doom. Where would everyone we just need plays, the summer of doom. <laughs> where everyone plays doom coral. Some yeah. everyone plays slow. I've yeah. always wanted to do Get a set that started records fast. out. <laughs> yeah, you know what's been this? this Go on, sorry. What's been this huge problem with hardcore is that we've all gotten accustomed to playing one hour sets, which is way mm. too short. Yeah. One hour, we can only the day, play right? the bangers. You have to squeeze it all together. Yeah, you have yeah. to squeeze it all together. Play the most effective stuff, but. We we need just more time to develop, totally. to build, and to yeah. showcase like the beauty of hardcore. Hardcore is just so broad. There's so much to it. So much can be said. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. totally. You want to play? Your, you want to play a reverse set, right, Greg? I was just yeah, just saying yeah. I'd love it. Like always wanted to play like a set that starts fast and gets slower and slower and slower and just takes <laughs> everyone into uh, just a decay hole from hell. Abyss. Let's yeah. go for it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Let's go Let's for it. it. We need, the, we summer, need nice... the summer of doom. We'll bring it on. All right. Look, I'm going to switch it up. So we're going to go from Doomcore to your latest track, Christina, because that's oh, yeah. hot right now. Ooh. Let's go from doomy stuff to stuff that's a bit more uplifting. This is uh, Somniac One, Midnight Intruder.
Nice. Nice. Very nice. And this one's just come out on possession, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, really nice track. Let, really, really nice. Yeah. It's a big play, big playlist on the track list on the. The, um, the melody's well. interesting as well because it's it, it's doesn't sound like it's in a normal scale. Is it some kind of like is it a weird scale that you played it in, or is it or is it just is that how it came out? I'm not entirely sure, actually. Um, the thing is, though, that the other people that I played this track to, they all thought that the loop should start on a different note. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it starts on the low one, and then some mm. people wanted to start on the high one. And mm -hmm. apparently, it has something to do with how I we see, I can see how that would work. The second, the second yeah. note, yeah, playing but on the first beat. Yeah. I've been experimenting with this more loopy kind of things because this track, n not that much happens in the melody. It's just the same thing. It's it's a two-bar loop that keeps mm. repeating itself. But yeah. somehow it still stays interesting. The reason it's called Midnight Intruder is actually because I started this track maybe in 2018 after um, I was visiting one of the clubs in Berlin. And then I had to finish it. And the, the finishing part took way too long and <laughs> then i would wake up in the middle of the night with a melody ringing in my head so ah, yeah, hence the yeah, title yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah somebody nice. asking in the chat uh, yeah. when is it coming out it's out now you can go it's out, put yeah. it i put i've put the link into the chat for you jay so uh go and grab it man support your shit hey eric nice of you to join us buddy how's it going uh okay cool what else so, is hot joe what else is hot? Uh, I'll tell you what else is hot. Rabbit unearthed. Ah. Got a long intro. Yeah, I've been playing this one a lot recently.
Nice one. Yeah, great track. Yeah. It was a much higher pitch than I thought it was going to be, much higher key than I thought yeah. it was going to be with the, all the with all the like the bassy intros and then the kind of the um like the band passed kicks at the start. I thought it was going to kick in much lower, like a I don't know, an F or an E or something like that. And then it felt like whatever that pitch is, I don't know, it feels much higher, like an A or something, A sharp. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah, yeah. Really interesting and loads of energy as well. It yeah. really has that impact in the audible range. Mm. Yeah, because the, yeah. the the kicks the kicks so so much higher than everything else, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What do you know? What key that is? I don't know. Um, but yeah, if I it's were B. To guess it's, it's probably B. an A. It's on the screen. It's B. Oh, 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 oh yeah, really? Box says B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could yeah, tell. You get so used to everything being like kind of in certain F. key F's ranges now. F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. all the kind of like the trappy bass stuff is all kind of D sharpy and. You know, drum and bass is F and F sharp and techno yeah. and stuff is all, you know, F, G. You know, you get occasional Charlotte DeWitt and, and all that sort of stuff, does some stuff in A. and But um, but yeah, suddenly, you know, when you hear something in a B, like a higher registry than you're used to, it's just, yeah, you just kind of go, whoa. Up, There's a lot of people up, 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 in the up. chat that are, that are just... Uh, just learning about this, so it's nice to see loads of people like, oh, this is this is hot. I'm going to go and grab that. Mm -hmm. So nice, you're welcome. Yeah, I think he's one was, of the most Christina's exciting submission. new Sorry. producers within the industrial hardcore universe. Mm -hmm. And I've I've noticed there being a shortage of new people coming into our scene, but I think he yeah. is he's definitely there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, really. Good. I noticed Manu playing a lot of his stuff. I play yeah. a lot of his stuff as well. Yeah. I think the One first the time I saw was Jay, Jay Trusted, who's in the chat. He uh, was part of Hard Sound Radio. They had it. He had him and uh, he booked him a few times. That was the first time I threw an ear on on this producer. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Really cool. Mm. Yeah. Next up, we have got Pretty hot, not oh. out yet. I think this is just out on promo. The new Celsius. Yeah, we, yeah, we just got the promos through. Bex just came through, so let's go.
New Celsius. Yes, mate. Forthcoming yep. nice. prospect. Celsius is the master of hooks in hardcore. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got, really he's got game. Hooks. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Really nice. He's got yeah. the old, 140 vibes. Old, Loving the 140 vibes. Yeah, well, Christina's on. We've we've had a solid show of like slower stuff, right? Yeah. Got some more as well. We've got more. There's more. Everyone in the chat's absolutely loving it. Uh, Alex, Rival. Yeah, I'm going to play your track after, actually, bro. Uh, uh, Abomination says, I feel like it really needed a sample somewhere. I don't know. If you can do stuff without samples, then you're doing it right, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, you can look at it from different ways, right? So, yeah, some, yeah. some people some people would give you a slap if you didn't put a sample in a tune, and other people would like to... Exactly, don't think they're in like the chat said, anymore. But, yeah. But, um, yeah. Some, sometimes they fit. Sometimes it just feels like a, a cliche to just use a film sample just to kind yeah. of try and say a message. I mean. You don't need but, to. But sometimes it works really well. And, you know, you can you can cite a million tracks where you just know the sample and it makes the tune. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to talk about samples... Then Christina wants to say something about samples. I can on, see. Christina, come on. My relationship with vocal samples is very difficult. At one point, I thought, okay, I always need to have a sample to make the track recognizable. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. it's a must. Yep. But when I play out tracks, I very often edit them before playing them. And sometimes I just cut the samples, the vocal samples out. Mm. Sometimes it's better to have no vocals in a track than yep. to have vocals that are just there as placeholders. So sometimes they, they serve a purpose and they're really good, but to think yeah. that uh, you can't have a track without having a sample from a movie or something that that has to say something, yeah. whatever provocative, is just bullshit. It really. I is. think there's I think there's many other ways to make a track exciting than mm, using yeah. a vocal sample. And sometimes vocal samples are very well placed. Sometimes they're just there because. Yep. Because some, some, they because they one. think they need yeah. one, yeah, 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 yeah. I used to love like Tim Exile. Um, I used to love his methodology, which was if if he thought a sample a tune needed a sample, he'd make mm-hmm. it himself. And it was like oh. years ago. I used to hear some of his. You'd be like, "Where did you get that sample from?" And he'd be like, "I just did it into a mic and put some effects on it." He'd never yeah. sample anything. He'd just make his own samples. You know what I mean? And yeah. props for doing that. And that's, his own that's, effects. Yeah, I did the same thing <laughs> yeah. for mechanics. I just recorded my own voice for it. Yeah, right. Because for yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah. I felt yeah. like it needed to be there. Okay, yeah. and it's appropriate. Estranged as well. It started with this atmosphere, and I, I had the sample there, and it all came together really nicely. So sometimes mm. it's a perfect match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just so, you um, just have to treat it as another in- instrument. Yeah. So yeah. Stefan that I live with, he's just he's just mastered someone's album, and in, I think he in between all the tracks, he's got like a um, like or it sounds like a famous person like saying something about the track or talking about the track title, and he basically paid for all these professional um, voice actors to okay. do like Morgan Morgan Freeman's and oh, all sorts of stuff yeah. to kind of talk like to say the track names between all the uh, between all the tracks on the album which is a pretty cool idea there's lots of ways you can skin this cat right you can you can do it in all sorts of different ways so yeah yeah if we want to talk about samples vocal samples and hardcore and gabba then that's mad dog and promo right and this is 
Mad Dog and Promo. Nice segue, right? Let's nice, go. Nice. Yeah, let's go. I'm loving what Mad Dog's doing right now, you know. I'm really, I'm really, yeah. really loving it. I mean, it's not always like the stuff that I would necessarily play in a set. I mean, some like what he did with Reset, I play that a lot. But this stuff that he's doing now 
this this down tempo thing. <laughs> I got nothing but respect. Like going against the grain. Like really, it's so cool. And if nobody saw this thing that he did, this it was it was a good good stream. Really enjoyed it. Joe, you need a mustache, yeah. mate. I've actually been playing a oh, lot Christine of new, new stuff. Oh, Christina's got a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Hot, right? <laughs> yeah, mate, you're rocking it. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing a lot of his new slower stuff. So The Box was a 160 track, super millennium, yeah. super drivey, super nice. And then um, I think I was playing Il Futuro from the last Down Tempo EP. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's super nice. Hardcore used to be very slow, you know, so I was going through the tracks that inspired me back in the day. And I used to listen to Anger Fist. And Anger Fist had made some tracks at 140, 150 BPM yeah. back in the day. Yeah. 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 And it was great. Yeah. yeah the, the, was, the, more slow as the diversity is coming on. back. The summer yeah. of doom. I'm telling you. This Perfect. <laughs> <sighs> Oh my God! How many drugs have you had, Greg? Are you gonna be okay, mate? All the drugs. All the drugs. Oh no! <laughs> Greg's broken the internet. Are you? <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Oh, anyway. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. So slow stuff is cool. Speaking of more cool slow stuff. <laughs> Every time Christina, something else is happening on her face. <laughs> Shout to Ash, let's go. Yeah.
Ash is on a crusade right now. You're gonna say a cruise ship. <laughs> oh my god! That's where we need to drink COVID. more shots. That's where the co where COVID started. Uh, someone asks in the chat: Is this available on vinyl? Yes. Go over to the prospect site. You can get it right now, bro. Go, go, go! Big loves, Before big loves, Tash Kilborn. I love yeah, this man. track so much, so much. It's really cool. That scream as well is yeah. just like ah. And the, the, Someone said like James Brown is dead. Some uh, synth as well. Like, yeah. Ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. these these kicks just all over the place. Yeah, the, the little so Someone so said cool. in the chat, yeah. it's it's bringing punk punk yeah. elements to the industrial scene. That's exactly what Ash is about. It's all big, good stuff. Big stuff. Next up, we've got. I'm plowing through these today. Nice. Right, we've got. Next up, we've got 14 Lager. Angers' new release. He's in oh, the chat. Oh, uh, is he still awake? Is, is he still with us? I think he's still with us. This is the uh, the Denture Crisis remix. Shout to Alex if you're listening. Big, big love, bro. And uh, Den yeah, De as in Anger. dentures, as in your teeth. Not oh, denture, denture crisis, not oh. den denture. <laughs> I'm having a denture crisis. I can't oh find God, a dentist. Greg, you get better with time, and I don't mean your age. Oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a denture crisis. <laughs>
already started something with uh, the denture crisis thing, Greg. Always delivers, and that whole release is good, and that's also yeah. out on Prospect. Oh, nice, 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 we nice. We don't see so much of, of Alex nowadays. Been quiet. I guess a few people Why's have been that? quiet, right? He told yeah, me that he's back to making music and he's making a lot of music. So I guess let's expect oh, a lot awesome. from cool. him. He's been doing Soon, tattoos. Yeah. He's got a tattoo studio now, right? Yeah. He has had that one for a long time now. I visited him in Berlin oh, yeah. a few years back and yeah. he was doing really well. Also, he was making some really nice tattoos. Hmm. Last time I saw him so, was in Berlin cool. as well. We went to, I think we went to Burgermeister together. Yeah. Berlin. Still Burgermeister. I miss Berlin. It's been a while. I miss Berlin. There's some yeah, bookings come Berlin through in Berlin, too, actually. Like, I can't wait to get back. Really? Yeah. Where are you yeah, playing? Times. Oh, I, I can't reveal that right now, but I'll tell you in private. Okay. But not on air. But Greg will be playing there, too. <gasps> yeah, I'm playing in March. I think the 25th at Eberg. Oh, okay. oh, nice. I've got... Yeah. Uh, the April and maybe June and maybe nice. also July. We'll see how that goes. Mr. Uh, Fourteen Anger is in, in the this... chat saying, "Mr. Fourteen Anger is uh, saying he's, he's going to soon, yeah, li living in uh, opening a tattoo studio in Lyon." Lyon. I'm actually moving. meeting Bencha in a couple of weeks because I have a gig in Lyon, mm. so ah. we're meeting up. Ah, it's all happening. Oh, yeah. Tell him we said hi, it's man. Okay, everything, everything's symbiotic. Joining exactly. Together. I mean, it's been, together, it's been right? two years. <laughs> it's yeah. been two years where we've been all completely disconnected from one another. And now, yeah. finally, the borders are opening up. Mm. Parties can happen. We can finally meet one yep. another again. Yep. It's yep. really nice. Good times. Exactly. Yeah. Next up, we have got uh, an a release from a new label. This isn't like kind of an exclusive mm -hmm. from an up and coming English producer who's had tracks in the new blood before, I think uh, visceral who's recently been signed to heresy, the movement. And this is on the new label of survival. Um, and yeah, this is called panic room. Hmm. I love a good panic room.
Right, massive switch up in style. Amazing. Yeah. Ah. I had to flip the script there. So this is uh, out. Uh, it's a good free download, actually. Free EP out on the 25th. That's in two days. From our friends over at Survival. Shout out to Alex. I can see you in the chat. Uh, I think it's a three-track EP, something like that. Yeah. There you go. Three-track EP. Uh, you can get the same Panic Room track there without the vocal on it if you want. And it's the start of new label from these guys. Uh, that's a bit... Yep. So there you go. Full support. New labels, new blood. Big up. All right. If you've got questions, guys, start to get them prepared because I'm going to play the last one of What's Hot and then we're going to do a Q&A and then... We're going to close and because I don't want to drag this out too late. So I'm going to play one last track. And it is Deformer, Moment of Violence, just dropped on Prospect. I'm bringing that back for that vocal. What? <laughs> Just for that. <laughs> Yo, these lame, generic-ass motherfuckers want everything to be radio fucking friendly, right? Well, I'm done with being discriminated for my musical taste. So fuck the masses, fuck the music industry, and fuck you if you can't handle some loud fucking music. Can I get a moment of violence? Drums!
All right. Props. Big fan of everything that's about the deformer yeah, movement. Shout out to Mike. Yep, yep. Big shout out to Mike. Yeah. Awesome. So mm. that was the last track in What's Hot? I don't think I got what, What's Hot button? What's there we go. Hot? What's Hot? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move into... Free sound effects. We're going to do... 15 minutes maximum of questions and answers. I've already got some lined up here. So people in the chat, uh, if you've got questions, now's your time to drop them in the chat. Um, I've, I've got a got question. Here. Go. I've got a question for Christina. So how did the Ghostly International collab thing release come out? Because Ghostly is one of my favorite labels. I've Like Telephone Tel Aviv and all those, like for years I've loved Ghostly. But so yeah, how did that happen? Yeah, it's absolutely an amazing label. And I was I was really surprised. So Heather Pearls, the artist mm -hmm. whom I did the artwork, sorry, whom I did the remix for, he just got in touch with me directly via Instagram. Wow, and cool. uh, apparently he's also A&R for Ghostly. Mm -hmm. And he wanted oh, a wow. remix for one of his tracks. Mm -hmm. He did an ambient album. Wow. Um, and the stars just aligned. And, and the stars just aligned happened. and it was perfect. It was probably wow. the most effortless track I've ever made. And it was I, lovely. I'm, the really nice intro into those kicks for just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. It was really, really great work. Yeah, I just heard it. I think I finished it in a few weeks. I was just done. Yeah. Best ones just like that on there. They just yeah, happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was super inspired by his textures. There, there were some things I would never have done myself, but I really liked. Mm. So it was, it was just perfect. Yeah, nice. Yeah, awesome. All right, Joe, over to you. I, I got one here from uh, uh, one of the New Blood, uh, Charlotte um, Chef. Um, she says, can you give us some advice for upcoming producers that need motivation every damn day? Ooh, that is a difficult one. So I'm, I'm happy to go at this for a start. So there's a few different ways you can look at it, right? You can, you <laughs> yeah. can, you can look at it one way is like, there is no inspiration. There's no motivation. There's just hard fucking work and self-discipline. And you've got to put the hours in every fucking day and just grind it out whether you want to or not. And the difference between the people that make it and the people that don't make it is the people that make it, even when they don't want to, get their ass in the studio and just fucking make tunes even though they're not in the mood. That's the difference between... <laughs> You know, people that make you high level. That, you can apply that logic to, to anything. anything. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. Um, but there's there's totally another way. You, you know, you, that is just one way of looking at it. You can look at it yeah. like another way that there's, you know, there's you can surround yourself with art and listen to loads of other music and just, you know, surround yourself with stuff that provides you with good times and good vibes. And you can meditate and do David Lynch stuff and get transcendental and find messages from other worlds that, you know, that lead you to solve puzzles and, you know, kind of do all sorts of magical stuff. So there's loads of different ways you can go at it. But... There's nothing that beats fucking just putting the hours in and, and grinding it out. And sometimes that's just yeah. what you've got to do. There's so. definitely many ways. I mean, when I started out, I had school. Then at some point I also had work. I had a day job to get in between. And that's what you both guys, both of you guys have going for you. But you just have this drive to make music and whatever free time you have you're gonna spend on it because it's just the most 
rewarding thing in the world. That's what you yeah. want to do. Yeah. I, I struggle with it a little bit more nowadays because I feel this pressure. So let's say I've done some work back in the day that performed well, that that did well, and now I need to live up to some standard. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. that's that's a whole new challenge to live up to. But yeah, when it comes to new producers, there's many different things you can do nowadays. Back in the days, I think you had just had to become really good. Nowadays, you can have a really successful social media profile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's also one of the ways to go. It just mm-hmm. depends on yeah. whether it is acceptable for you or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of ways to play this game. The other way yeah, is to lots of ways. like with like for me with working out is like you know just you know when you're talking about kind of um, methodologies and just things yeah. to keep you going every day is that you you do it religiously up to a point where you feel bad if you don't do it. Uh. And then you, you know, it's almost like a reverse psychology yeah. thing where it's like if you take a day off making music, you feel bad that you haven't spent that time in the studio because you've done it, you know, it's because it's, you know, so ingrained in such a religious part of your routine and your life yeah. that you feel bad oh, if you don't. Do Robbie's just subscribed. He's coming to the chat. Hey, bro, we played your music before. Yeah, great hey. stuff. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that was uh, a good, nice question. Uh, I, yeah. I assume you're a bro. You might not be. Hey, hey, you. Um, da, 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 da. The Rocksteady crew, show them what to do, make a break, make a move. Here we go. Oh my god! <laughs> from um, from the Christina, from the time you started producing all the way to today, would you say that you're more of a structured producer that has a set plan and pace for your music, or if you're more of the feel the vibe type of producer? I have struggled with structure my entire life. Yeah. I'm I'm more of the feel the vibe type of a producer that is now struggling to fit everything within that new structure because I quit I quit my day job a couple of years back just before the pandemic which means that I have this entire time just to make music and yeah it, it feels like I have to do the 9 to 5 now in mm-hmm. when it comes to music work but when before that I would just um make a track then not do anything for a couple of weeks maybe even months until i felt super inspired to make another track again mm. so for me it would come in, in bursts when i started working i would take vacations to make music so yeah it's it's just burst of inspiration inspiration yep Sometimes you can't hurry love. You've just got to wait. Yeah, but now I have to fit into into the structure and I'm I'm still struggling with that. Yeah. But yeah. It has to happen. And of course there's of always the- all the other kinds of work. When when you do music, there's there's DJ work, you know, you make edits of other people's tracks, you record box, you do administration, taxes, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's always things to fill up your day with. But I I try to make music every single day. But it's what we get paid for. Not super productive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's that's the trick is is spending time in the studio, even though you don't feel necessarily inspired, and learning how to get something out of it. You know, and we we talked in the show lots about kind of yeah, go on. But the problem is that you get paid for your DJ sets and never your productions. 
True your that. productions are the ones that you put the most work into, not the DJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you work out that, I mean, mm. the, the the return on investment on the amount of hours that you spend yeah. to make an EP and the money you get back for it, it's the worst paid job in the world. Why would That's, anyone want to do it? Well, it's it also is the because worst. of the the switch between physical and digital and the way that music's evolved, right? And it it's the dynamics changed over the years. That's, yeah, I believe. I mean, yeah. even back in the days in the nineties, you know, for doing this kind of stuff, you you know, you might get a few hundred quid or whatever, unless it was a you know, you did it, you did a really good um, track that got loads of press in. Um, yeah, still, you're not you're not looking at a lot of money, but on digital, it's it's, it's you know exaggerated. It's it's uh, yeah. it's pe- peanuts for what you get, you know, unless you unless you hit something really really big out the park, but that's not going to happen in our scene. Yeah, uh, it, it's not Hamburg. like we're going to be the next Stormzy or something. <laughs> Mark, I can imagine you being the next Stormzy, Greg. So get out. <laughs> really, <laughs> Martin Hamburg so says, go. which tracks would you like to do a remix of some someday? Ooh, me. Mm-hmm. Remixes of, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a very difficult question because there's some tracks I really like. And the tracks I really don't do like, I don't want to touch them because they're good the way they are. Mm-hmm. So yep. I don't know. Um, I, I really enjoyed doing that ghostly remix that Greg mentioned before because it was just something that was completely different from what I already do. Mm. So yeah. for me, that's interesting, just touching material that is part of a very different universe from mine but that i still do like mm-hmm. yeah mm. i don't i don't have any specific candidates for remixes no Mm-mm. shout out to stinger aryan's joined the chat hey bro hey, hey so, uh, Alex Survival says, you said vocals are not necessary and you often delete them while preparing live tracks. As vocals are often used to transport a message, are messages always needed in hardcore? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting question. <What>? Are messages <laughs> always needed in hardcore? I personally think not. <laughs> I think no. they're not needed at all. Because music and sound itself is a message mm. and it is maybe a different message than you would be able to express in the words. And then things that require words to express, there might be better means to do that. You know, you could write articles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't like to do political messaging, for instance, although I I follow politics a lot. I follow world politics a lot, but I don't want to make that part of my music because it feels so reductive. Mm. In a track, you only have maybe a line, 10 words to express a message. And that's just way too reductive to Mm. what is going on right now. Mm -hmm. I've struggled a lot now because, you know, we have these events in Ukraine and um, I feel like I need to post something about it on social media, but it's just what kind of content do you share in this very small space of words that Mm -hmm. you are given? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. It's, It's difficult. Yeah. 
I mean, sometimes there's like, a place for reductive reductivism. Yeah. Now and again, I think you can you can summarize how you're feeling into two words and smash it as the main sample of a track that everybody will remember. Disappointment. <laughs> Frustration. <laughs> Someone sample that. <laughs> yeah. Disappointment. Right, let's let's lighten the tone. There's a question here. Would you rather wake up with small wheels for hands or lobster claws for hands? <laughs> oh. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going with the lobster claws. Yeah, yeah. lobsters. Yeah. That's Although a difficult it, one because it, I feel with wheels you can hard. get further, but with the claws you can grab more. Totally. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Depends if you could like figure out how to yeah. roll just on your hands and travel really I fast. I think we should collab with Greg. One of us has wheels, the other one has claws, and we go far and grab just a lot. Lob oh, lobster yeah, claws versus wheel hands. Killing machine. Yeah. Oh my god, at the Summer of Doom Festival 2022. <laughs> <laughs> going off, me. It's going off on a reverse oh. reverse doom set. Yeah. With wheels, you get more DJ gigs, apparently. So Oh gosh! Okay, one more shot. Anybody want to do one more shot? We're getting oh close God, to the end. Greg's on a fucking okay, mission. Right I'm, I'm, I'm kind of missing the All right, then. Kahlua and mum juice. Oh, I shouldn't say mum juice. <laughs> Your mum gave it to you. you can't say mum juice. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll do a little one because I do actually need to be at a meeting in the morning. Me too. I just need to make music tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, can I come to your meeting? That'd be much more fun. Definitely not. Well, you can if you bring your special camera thing. Ooh. <laughs> can you do the invisible thing? I could. Yeah, I was doing it before and you didn't even notice, I don't think. Oh, uh, you really? were chatting for about five minutes and I had my invisible head on. You didn't even notice the whole time. <laughs> let's do invisible head shots. Okay, let's oh. rack it up. Okay. Um... <laughs> Cheers, guys. I didn't Cheers. know Greg's still there. I think Greg Cheers. is cheating. <laughs> yeah, he normally is. He normally drinks fake shots. Shut he up, me. He ran to the fuck? sink and got his water. I've got my fucking... Can you see, I don't know. Can you see this? No, you can't. It's invisible. <laughs> no, we can't see. Oh, <laughs> it is there. Okay, come on. Invisible headshots. Oh, cheers. Brilliant. I prefer yeah. this, Greg. Oh, brilliant. Can we do a poll, please? What do you want a poll about? Valter, you want a poll for the the wheels for hands? Maybe he means don't, maybe he means a Polish person, and he's slightly racist. <laughs> oh my god! Right, claws or wheels? Let's put an official claw. What hands? Go, Christina. What was the most remarkable speedcore party slash gig you've ever been to, and why? What was the most re remarkable speedcore party I've been to? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I haven't been to that many speedcore parties, but I really enjoyed the last Tunnel of Terror at Thunderdome. I'm yeah. not sure which one it was. Maybe it was the last Thunderdome. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. 2019. That was, that was like yes, when I played that time ago. Yeah. yeah. But you know, back in Lithuania, our, our hardcore scene when I was still growing up there was such, it was quite snobby. So Dutch mainstream hardcore would never fly. 
we had to go for the most obscure French stuff, flashcore, yeah. neurocore type of stuff. Yeah. And it was always there. It was always part of our parties. Yeah. Mm. Nice. It was great, but I never, I never really got to experience the real terror until maybe the tunnel to tunnel of terror, even. The claw. Yeah. A cl claws. claws is winning by far. Twenty-seven yeah. votes, seventy-eight percent. Claws wins. There you go. Uh, I'm looking forward to some real speedcore parties. We need that. Yeah, there's mm. there's a I think Speedcore Italia and somebody else just announced something at Rundenberg. Oh, stuff coming. Uh, Christina, what is the industrial hardcore scene in Baltic? Any artists you'd like to mention from there? Um, I'm not sure if I can think of any producers. We just have small parties and uh, we have some DJs play there, but hmm, industrial hardcore, no. I mean, industrial hardcore is already quite small in the Netherlands. So if you go further on to the Baltics, it's just... It's like three yeah. people sat in a basement. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's usually 50. We had some bigger parties too. We had some bigger parties in these super underground industrial locations, but we'd have combinations of shrans, hard drum and bass, that kind of thing. And industrial hardcore on its own was never really a thing. There were some DJs that would represent that sound, some artists that would represent that sound, but it was never a thing on its own. No. Um, I'm going to do two more questions. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Ask Christina if she's still got that record that got at one of the last prospects. That question doesn't make much sense. Does it mean anything <laughs> to you, Christina? <laughs> <laughs> From mm. tracks, ask Christine if she's still got that record that got at one of the last prospects. Who's that asking? That I got, that she, she got? got. Tracks. Does, that doesn't make sense. Can you qualify that question a bit better, please? I'm going to move on yeah. to the Who next is one. asking, uh, though? Someone called Tracks. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Hey, we... Okay. I'll because I remember uh, somebody gave me Felix. records in July at the prospect in July. Oh, it's Felix. That could be it's it. Felix. That could be it. I might have not listened to it, but I definitely have it, and I will listen to it as soon as possible. Okay. Question for Christina. I loved your Artifine uh, set. Can we expect to hear more techno side of things? Also, thanks for introducing Seventh Circle, Seventh Circle Warriors to my fave track of last year. Oh, thank you. Um, so when I get booked for, say, more techno type of events, I, I play more techno. And then I move on to industrial industrial hardcore so yeah there's there's always some room for that hmm. i yeah i didn't i didn't realize till i till i moved over here then i like started chatting with stefan and lazette and stuff that there's like 15 different types of techno there's like techno with a k techno with a ch techno yeah. with a silent there's, p there's all sorts of different kinds of technos that i didn't even know about 
there there's a million of things yeah i mean for me it's it's almost difficult to identify with a s- single type of a genre mm-hmm. because there's a range that i fall into and i will i will play that i will make that so i i guess stay on the lookout for future releases mm. and for future events and let's let's see what happens yeah because there's there's a lot of great techno that i really like and uh, there's a lot in hardcore that techno could actually learn from and vice versa mm. and hardcore could learn from techno yeah 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 agreed here's a good yeah. question from mr random dj christina it's what are you playing thing. watching and reading <laughs> what okay what am i playing um I guess come to one of the parties that I play at. Maybe that's more like games. One of the recent play, you, mixes. It might be more like games. Are you playing any games? Oh, games. I don't play any games, actually. I think the last thing I played was Wolfenstein 3D on... Oh, wow. <laughs> on Chrome. Yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, what are you What are you reading? I'm reading I'm reading Proust actually in search of lost time volume 3. Ooh, nice, <laughs> nice. And what are you watching? Um I'm watching Fargo season 4. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. What are you doing? Yeah. Um what am I playing? I'm playing The Mind, the card game with you and Oh my um, god, Robert. that game is mental. It literally mental, isn't it? Have you, yeah, Christina? Yeah, have you seen is. this card game called The Mind? No, I have not. Right? So you get a you get a deck of cards. It's numbered one to one hundred, and you you kind of shuffle them out against the, all the players, and you have to play the cards. You've got like a stack of cards, and you have to play them in numerical order. So the lowest number first, then the next number, then the next highest. But you're not allowed to talk to each other. You just have to work <laughs> out who's got the next highest card by how quickly you're willing to play that card and as you the more you play it the more you kind of get into the zone of like working out how what what other cards play other players have got it's kind of it's fun and um yeah we got pretty smashed playing that didn't we joe oh perfect yeah, yeah. we did it was great as you know yeah and what are you reading um what's oh it? what's his name um i'm reading i've forgotten the name of it because my brain has gone um it's by i think it's called Bill Quick, and it's called... It's the name of a film that was... Oh, what's the name of the film? The Limitless. Limitless. Limitless by Jim Quick. That's what it is. Um, and it's a book on how to learn everything faster. How to read twice as quick. How to learn twice as quick. It's an amazing book. Yeah, you're you're the productivity and efficiency expert in here. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my job, right? Guy. So if you can learn everything twice as quick... Then, you know, if you can read twice as quick, think twice as quick, do all that sort of stuff twice as quick. So, yeah, Limitless, I would definitely recommend. Yeah. And what am I watching? We're watching, we're, we're re-watching Afterlife at the moment. And I've just started yeah. watching Severance on Apple TV, which is a real head twister. Looks great. First episode has just been on. Would definitely recommend. Yeah, in a nutshell. So, there's a group of people and they choose that when they go to work, they have their memories wiped and they can't remember what happens outside of work. But when they go out of work, they have their work memories wiped and they can 
they can't remember what's happened in work. They can only remember the real world. So then as they go in and out of work, their memories get wiped each time and they try and work out what the fuck is going on because it's a head trip. It's like a Charlie Kaufman um, film on steroids. Looks really good. So yeah, first episode, definitely recommend. So I am Over to you, Joe. Read, I'm not currently reading anything other than my to-do list. Playing uh, Call of Duty with my random bunch of friends slash idiots and what was the other one watching <laughs> we just started watching the uh, peacemaker but we watched a bunch of stuff but cam and i are oh, like yeah. into yeah, yeah. like nerdy shit so peacemaker is like a, a shoot off series um and it's with uh what's that guy that wrestler fucking um ba -ba -ba -ba. Oh, I've forgotten his name. Randy Savage. In the chat. No, he's a he's a wrestler, and he was. I think he was in the. I think he fought in the UFC once. John John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Oh yeah. Him. And he's it's like it's a really over the top superhero thing, but like really ridiculous adult humor. Uh, quite funny actually. Uh, so mm -hmm. yeah. That's I watched what a really crazy it. wrestling documentary recently. And, oh, yeah? Um, Which one? Yeah, I don't remember the name, but apparently if you're born into a wrestling family, you're going to become a wrestler. And it just, <laughs> yeah, it beyond, goes from it generation to generation. And it doesn't stop. Yeah. The mm. first thing you experience is it, is it the steroids? <laughs> Sorry? Is it the steroids? They're just born with like elevated <laughs> levels of test. Nice, nice. I like it. That's the first thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. it. It's the one that I was talking about. It's directed by James Gunn, the guy who made Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Okay, so I'm going to call it on that because I can see Christina wants to go to bed. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm ready to go and for it, hours. Yeah, it's yeah. Good, it's good to go. Dude, I'm on fire. <laughs> Let's go. I'm out of drinks, though. Uh, yeah. I finished all can... the shots all the I'll years. send you some of my mum juice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We think we're going we're gonna to close on something different. Which is, Greg, remind us what something different is. I don't know. I sent you two. Which one did you want? Did we go for the, uh, um, either we went for the Max Cooper or we went yes, for. Yes, it was Max Cooper. Yeah? Oh man, Max Cooper's new video. So it came out, I think it came out yesterday. It's beautiful and it's crazy. He, he just gets, he works with so many great video artists. Um, it's a beautiful video, beautiful track. And yeah, much love to Max, Max Cooper. So it's Max Cooper and um, Exotic Contents. So yeah, it's been a great go, show. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Christina, for coming on. It's yeah, been a great much guest. Love. Thank you very much. We really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you, Greg it. and Joe, and thanks to everybody who tuned in. Yep. Yeah, thanks to I everybody had a in the chat. Time. Yay. Yay. We love you guys, and um, we'll be back same time next month with to-be-confirmed guests. Uh, yeah. Respect. We love you. And Greg's got his cut on his head again. Okay. Peace out. Bye. Oh.